what's your hope for the purpose of this thing? I have no hope for anything. I sorry, I spaced out there for a second. No, you didn't. No, I'm. I can't concentrate. I'm trying to write a note and listen at the same time, and it doesn't work as well as you think. Dude, what are you not understanding? This is what I meant. He's like, well, maybe you're hearing from God. This will not be my personal therapy session. <laughs> Whatever you say, Buttercup. <laughs> I feel violated. Make the mistake. You made it worse. You made it worse. <laughs> the, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily yeah. reflect the views and opinions. These people of this don't podcast. actually agree with each other. On anything, so. <laughs> So, we have a bunch of things. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. Freaking or frickin'? I don't know. Frick. I've been trying to see if frickin'? it's culturally... I just I was this doing a play off your last name. Culturally no. appropriate to use your last name? That's yeah. rude. I know it's rude, but I'm just watching the sound bars on here to make sure it's picking up. Yeah. See? I can do and that. And then too. when I tap on my computer microphone, garlic, garlic, I don't get the little sound bars. So that that's means delicious. That's because it's Oh man, it smells good. What are you what are you doing? But no. What Garlicky, buttery, Wesco trash. Wesco? You know, I had somebody who just listened to the Whoa. podcast for the first time today and they complained that all we did for the first five minutes was sit around and talk about chicken and keto. Do they ever listen to podcasts at all? I don't think so. Because no. <laughs> that's kind of like a podcast thing is yeah. to just... Chicken and keto. Every podcast. Every yeah. podcast. So Who was we... it that sent me the thing that says every podcast has the same three hosts? And it was... Uh, is your cat going to be meowing the whole time? I hope Not so. if I kill it. <laughs> no, leave it. Leave it. You need that. No. Meow. You got that honey with you. That's right. Oh, yeah. I got the cheap honey. <laughs> so I asked. <laughs> I asked. Uh, Jack versus Evan. I, I was listening to one of our earlier episodes and I realized you said dick. Because we described Joseph as probably probably being a dick. And you were say, you said he is not a dick. Do I get to punch you for that? No. I don't think so. No? So that's one you'd say in front of your kids? Mm-hmm. What? I want to. <laughs> Only if their name is Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was before the. I don't think it was. No, it was just the last episode. Literally, episode 16. We're rocking 17 right now, by the way. Well, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, the thing is. This is where you. Back, you know what? Back, you know what? A God took care of it. I have a herniated disc now. Sounds no, like this a is just when you backdate a statute of limitations to incorporate just the episode, <laughs> just the recording episode. <laughs> so we can only punch you while we were recording. Like I would have had to have caught yeah. it on the spot. Backdate a uh, statute of limitations. I'm, I'm a little. I don't know. Come on, slug you. But then I feel like you would be compelled to hug me because you're weird. Oh, dude, I would. <laughs> I would wrap my arms around you. That's I'd weird. let my beard touch your beard. I would make you all kinds of uncomfortable. You, you don't want our beards commingling. Did you know I, that every time two beards touch? I know my hygiene. Do you know that every time two beards touch, an angel gets its wings? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Me too. Well, weirdest? I don't know. It's up there. I say that a lot, though, so there's a lot of weird things. Like my daughter. Every every day of the week is my daughter's worst day of her life. Will, um, are you actually like prepared to talk about something tonight? I had a topic. 
Yes. Just in case to <laughs> save Jared. I did say that me. since you ruined my surprise, you had to bring a topic. Well, when Joe said that. Oh, gosh, Aaron, stop chewing. Stop chewing into the microphone I'm sorry, for the love so of all. All right, while you're chewing, I just want to. This is where we insult Aaron and he can't say anything back. I want to understand. Do they often have to remind you that it's violence, not affection? Hmm? If you respond to violence with hugs, do you think they're actually showing you affection? Well, in my case, in my case, it <laughs> He's is. He's punching me. Violence, you too. violence is an expression of my affection. Violence, sarcasm, and insults are the way you know that. That's where I the like wrath you. comes from. Like if Joe's if Joe's really nice to you and only says nice things about you, <laughs> little tip. He doesn't like you. There was one poor kid at work. He's he's a quiet one. I'm not going to name him, but he's he's quieter around the office. And I was talking about this with a few guys at work today about how if I like you, I insult you a lot. And he's standing there listening to this conversation. And like as the conversation is kind of winding down, he looks at me and says, why don't you insult me very much? (laughs) Please, sir. I'm like, I don't know how you would take it because you're so quiet. You're all right, though. You seem fragile. Okay, I, I don't hate you, but I don't really have a lot of respect. It seems for like you. you would break easily. I ju- no, I just group. don't know what to think about you because you're so quiet, and the other people are, are just like so loudmouthed. The quiet, to go after quiet, and will kill me in my sleep. Kind of quiet. Or are you quiet and shy and just reserved? I don't know. He's taller than me and bigger than me, but quiet, shy, and reserved. So maybe he. Could so you're kill intimidated. Me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. That mm-hmm. must be it. I can't bully. I him. don't think so. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know the dude. I, I don't think dude. so. That ain't it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you see? Oh, Aaron, I uh, I found this podcast that's like seven minutes long, and it's like the almanac of Christian history. It's just seven like seven minutes. minutes a day, right? But the first one I listened to was on the twenty eighth, which is the anniversary of Bach's death, and he was a Christian. Of who? Bach, Sebastian. Bach. I heard Bach. I thought we were like killing cardboard Bach. or something. Bach. Right, and it was talking about Christian composers because it's like Christian Composer Day or some weird stuff. Anyway, so I found. Do you know how Bach died? Like I'm, I'm talking to you because you did like music and stuff, so <laughs> you would obviously like this. I don't, I don't know how he died. You're he asking died? questions with a mouthful of food, and you have okay. to tell him not to answer. That's true. So he died <laughs> as uh, from complications of an eye surgery, and the eye surgeon was kind of a quack and it was like right when people were starting to figure out that like hey you can might be able to fix cataracts but there's only like a 30 percent success rate so the dude would ride around the country in a like a wagon covered with eyeballs like painted on there talking about how give you give sight you give life all these things so he operated on block twice and then he died from an infection put that away but they like there was pigeon blood involved in the surgery and some other things. And this man also operated on, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Handel that wrote mm-hmm. Messiah. Yeah. So the same eye surgeon killed two of the greatest composers of all time. That's intense. <laughs> that's, like, that is, that's, that's ipso, ipso facto, doctors are evil. <laughs> Honey, is that your arm falling off? No, I'll be all right. 
rub some dirt on but it. But they I'm had like the no anesthetic or anything. Could you imagine doing eye surgery? They would strap you down to a chair in a sitting position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> cut into your eye. I think I could do it. Oh. Out of that alcohol and driftwood. Yeah. Well, it must be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's probably fine. So this is the first serial killer? I, I think he oh, just wanted money. Oh, serial killers. Which episode of Time Suck did you listen to? Uh, the Navajo Code Talkers. Oh, gosh. I think there's going to be a lot of good ones in there. But there was one called Hammer Happy Serial Killer. Yeah. It made me start locking my doors, even when I'm home. What? Um, there's some messed up people in this world. Man. I listened to that one because... <laughs> Will said um, serial killer. I wanted to listen to something I could, like, bullshit call him on if, like, he was bullshitting. Okay. It was pretty legit. It was actually pretty hilarious. Yeah. I'm talking about the podcast I just referenced? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And terribly inappropriate. Don't listen to it with your children if you no, remember what I said. Definitely not. But <laughs> I forgot to bring in my water bottle. I like history. You want a water? Is that what we're talking about tonight? Are we going to talk about history? We should. We should? Because those who fail to learn from history are idiots. I think that's how the saying actually goes. I yeah. think it should if it doesn't. <laughs> like, this happened before. <laughs> like, So I'm actually doing an experiment right now. Uh-huh. Because you always get pissed when we're all like, hey, let's do openers. And there it is. And there it is. Because right now the conversation was getting really awkward. Like, now what do we do? Right. And so now you get let's do openers. Well, yeah. I did give you like the little eye look. Like, go ahead. So it could get, like go. Smooth. And I was like, I just ignored it on purpose. I love you. Yeah. Am I supposed to say I love you now? Yes. So what's your starting thought, Will? What's the what's the thing on your mind? My well, starting thought. Will is back with us again yes. tonight. <sighs> All hail the great and powerful Will. <laughs> yep, I'm here. <laughs> you know, uh, James asked me about this, and uh, you were talking about it at work. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I keep forgetting the name of your podcast. <laughs> and Will I, is a faithful listener and two-time guest. Speaking of the name of our podcast. I could be a faithful listener and just dumb. <laughs> Don't discount that. <laughs> yeah. Auto downloads. I keep thinking of the name, like something Christianity. Uh, uh, inappropriate Christianity? No, no, no. Is it indecent? Sometimes that means. Christianity? No, 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 no. Debaucherous Christianity? <laughs> what is it? Lowbrow Christianity. That's what I want. Yeah. Even at this moment, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, take it away, Jerry. Intro us in, Will. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to Inappropriate Christianity. <laughs> How about Christian Christianity? <laughs> Keep Let, guessing. Let's, let's, uh, this is kind of fun. Keep guessing, Will. Uh, Would so, you like superfluous <laughs> Christianity? Ouch. What is, what is it? Damn. <laughs> Well, if you'd like to send us an email to remind us what our name is, you Inconceivable can Christianity. <laughs> you I'm getting closer. Am I getting closer? You can email us at undignified. Undignified. <laughs> at Why did you help me? I was going to get that. <laughs> you were so close. Yeah, so far. That oh, might no. be our best opener yet. <laughs> Thank you, Will. One quick thought before I forget it. I love your haircut, Aaron. It tells me that you like women. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Very good. <laughs> women. I, I mean, women? <laughs> Even if you're a woman, I know that you like women. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who invited Will? <laughs> I swear he hasn't been drinking that much yet. <laughs> the bottle is still loud as so. Well as so where it. can our listeners email us, Jared? Undignifiedchristianity at gmail.com. Where can they like find us on? Online? Where can they find us on Facebook? In an appropriate place. <laughs> Not an inappropriate place. Aaron looks like he's about to pass out from choking <laughs> on his own spit while laughing. He was chewing on some, like, nasty oh, gas station. Gas station. <laughs> might have hacked up some greasy gas station chicken wings. <laughs> I thought it was a mohawk. And he turned his head and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The four of us are going on a hiking trip every year together for the last like, six years. I'm um, sorry for the insights you're gaining into our relationship here. Hey, if you want to go on a hike with us. It's not a stealth hike. It is not. It's just, this is pretty much I'm basically going to be starving this year because yep. I'm, yeah, I'm not bringing any food. That's my opener. There we yep. go. I'm not bringing any food this year. Fool. I'm just bringing a gun and eating whatever I shoot. Uh, or catch. Or catch. Yeah. Right. I'm so, bringing a gun and I'm eating whatever Joe shoots. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be hungry too. <laughs> I'm not bringing a gun and hey Jared, you want some brats? <laughs> <laughs> I might bring a gun and I'll bring brats anyway. <clears throat> I'm not that confident in my abilities. <laughs> but um yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it was a good show. A so, good show. Uh, so how about that keto and uh, that keto chicken. and chicken? <laughs> Why do you put your chickens on keto anyway? That's for you, Ed. That's for you. Are they fat? No, fat chickens. I don't think so. <laughs> it's better than skinny chickens. Um. So we were opening. We are. Yeah. Will gave an opener. I gave Will an gave opener. It. Just leaves you two knuckleheads or <clears throat> nincompoops. Yeah, nincompoops. I should I like I'm not good on the fly with insults. And you were texting and driving too, so you had to keep it simple. Uh, hey, these were Google, compliments. Google actually knows the word nincompoop. Yeah, very good. So I text talk to texted. So talk to texted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, is that your opener? You talk to texted nincompoop? <clears throat> no, I uh, say that five times fast. Talk to texted. I changed one word into four today. <laughs> What's the second one? Herniated. <laughs> oh, I thought we were still talking about nincompoop. No. <laughs> That's only three. <laughs> because because <laughs> one word for herniated is not enough. <laughs> uh, it's got to be spread out over four. I guess a min isn't a word. So I have a herniated disc. <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> Are you done? Will's. Will's all right. Will's like, he's doing okay. He's in his own little. Oh, did you hurt your back? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, I thought you can switch like that. <laughs> yes. Hysterical laughter. Did you I'm hurt your back? Sorry about that. How'd you hurt your back? Um, Were you lifting a poop? <laughs> no, I. Uh... So it was one of the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me it's a nin. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
What did you say this episode was going to be, Jared? I don't remember. <laughs> you're gonna Why won't you tell me? <laughs> Joe, you're going to put this one on, and it's going to be titled Will, and that's it. <laughs> Will, and lots of really loud laughter. <laughs> I'm trying to aim away from the mic. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh man. Uh, anyway, yeah. so I was putting on a tool belt. <laughs> Is this like I'm just gonna turn his mic down. There we go. He's off. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. I was uh yeah, so I was putting on a tool belt and then I bent over to pick up a piece of siding and <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> Not funny Not whatsoever. Funny that was your chance. wasn't to laugh. You had something stuck in your nose. I was just clearing out my nasal <laughs> passage. I think you're just seeing how quickly he can sidetrack you. Yeah. Are you sidetracked yet? Oh, completely. You're very good at that. So we're still on the herniated disc. Yes, we are still on the herniated disc. <laughs> Where the old age jumped up and bit air. Oh yeah. So like, if I sit in one position, I'm okay. But I've discovered now that if I sit in that same position and laugh, it hurts. So <laughs> give right. me a warning before keep you say poke, something funny. Keep poking, Will. <laughs> but yeah, right. I can. But in I can. Fairness. I can move to another position that hurts when I'm not laughing. When I laugh, and it doesn't hurt. I don't no, know. no, laughing. If we're lucky, hurts. by the end of this episode, he simultaneously moves in and out of laughter and tears fluidly. It'll be really fun to watch. Who? Aaron. Oh, that'd because be awesome. I give it like. Does he do that? Does he switch from laughing to crying? Think, that's what he was just I will doing. Be. That's what I'm saying. That my problem is like I. The herniated disc hurts when he laughs. Yeah, but you know, then there's a Pavlovian response where pain makes you laugh, right? It's a funny bone. At some point, yes. all pain will cause you joy. Well, it'll make and us become la- a masochist. It'll make us laugh at least. <laughs> yeah, it is making me laugh. So how'd you, so how'd you herniate your disc there, Mr. Aaron? Literally putting on a tool belt. Putting on a tool belt. Yeah. I'm a pretty he much bent a over to pick something up. <laughs> like and climbed die. out of the truck, like I haul shingles up. I built a look, I built a deck this week. Okay? No problems. I Pick up and put on a tool belt. Everything's fine. All of a sudden, I can't bend over. Weird. It happens. It does. Chiropractor more and more. Chiropractor walked in the room. Was like, "Oh, Aaron." It's like, "What?" She said, "Your your right foot is like pointing over there. So normally your feet go at like eleven thirty and twelve mm-hmm. thirty, right?" Like, nah, mine are like 11 and 1. 11 and 1, right. Well, my left foot was at about 11, 11.30. We'll and my right feet now. <laughs> my right foot was actually paralleled. My, my right foot was at about 3.15. <laughs> and she's like, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You think? You got a little kitty wampus going on there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm supposed to be in charge this week. And, and we uh, are talking about fecal matter. <laughs> yes, that is so because per the text as referenced on the Facebook post. Yes, somebody actually commented on that. Yeah, what did they say? It was completely unrelated. But they commented. Yeah, we got engagement. <laughs> right, so we. I told you. I told you. The anyway, topic of the night is. Uh, so what happened was I've been on like this rabbit trail for like two weeks in my brain, 
And then I like two weeks. Yeah. In your brain, in my brain. No, I think you've been on a rabbit trail for like 20 years. Okay. I've been on a side rabbit trail to the rabbit trail. I'm usually on. (laughs) Maybe he is the rabbit. The rabbits are breeding. That's what he's saying. And I brought it all together. Maybe he is breeding. And I was sitting next to my wife last night and I laid it out and she goes, yep, that's it. She goes, (laughs) must've been an argument. Always ends the same <laughs> way. I think? Hey, Another remind, me, little remind me who invited Will again. That was Jared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. I was following a rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the I, I walked through my thought process with my wife, and she was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point in time, you send us the text yeah. message that uh, says, I and, think this week's topic <laughs> is shit. So, so Jared <laughs> called Will and was like, I got a crap talk at topic can you come and make it fun <laughs> well he was coming anyway but he did bring a topic i well, might let's, have let's start with Jared's topic. you got it. out a device that's in case i got bored i was gonna watch youtube <laughs> <laughs> what do you think i do over here on the computer you think i'm watching the audio <laughs> oh man so well, why don't we start with jared's topic and then move to so uh, i did have one note to come back to so at the end of our last recording session, which if anybody listened to the last episode, there was a fairly lengthy section of it where I was trying to back Aaron into a corner over a comment <laughs> he made about me. Are you serious? No, no, no. Eventually you tried letting him off the hook. No, no, no. No, no, no. So as soon as that conversation ended, right, and our, our recording was over, Joe, it was ending, and Joe said, why do you say peace all the time? Oh, yeah. So as soon as the conversation ended, <laughs> and then the I explained it. With, okay, bye. I explained it a little bit, and Aaron looked at me and did it again. <laughs> he made a comment that was so backhanded that I wrote it down so I would remember <laughs> So backhanded it could have been from your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> so he <laughs> went to the lengths of implying that I must say peace all the time because, how did you put it? Uh, you wrote it down. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was because I was trying to be PC. Politically correct? Yeah, politically peace? correct. Oh, oh, I thought you were trying to be politically correct. Oh. He wrote that down. You yeah. impacted You impacted so my life so deeply. That for two weeks, he's been dwelling on it. It was just funny because Aaron's like, ah, crap. Yeah, I got to get out of this corner. Get out of this corner. And then he gets out of the corner. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back. Let me jump, into this <laughs> Let me jump back in there. Uh, take, a, take a little pot shot swing. And, uh, oh, I thought it was because you were liberal. I didn't think you had any good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just wanted to bring that back up. <laughs> I would revel in that, Aaron. So what did you have, Will? Hmm? You said you brought something. Wait, was, no, was gotta, topic, that was, no, that was not the topic. No, oh, we had to talk about you, your shit first. Yeah, you gave us this setup. I don't want. I don't want any trails. Really and how they all tied together. <laughs> oh, wait, I, don't, I, I had to talk about it. I do have. I'm trying thing. to stall, so I have like a ten minute window oh, that I can. And you got to put him into his topic first. No. Oh, I thought I already did. Do I need to? Do I need to fart into the mic? No, that's not going to help. Because I can't. I was, at, I was at the pool on Wednesday night with our youth group kids, and one of the kids yeah, one of the kids is underwater with goggles, and he like keeps coming uncomfortably close to me like he's going to mess with me. And I'm like kicking at him underwater and kind of waving him away, dunking him in the water a few times. Like He's, he's just not going away. 
He gets closer again, and I feel a fart coming on. So I just turn, and I lift my leg, and I'm thinking he's just going to see the bubbles and swim away. <laughs> it ends up being not a really big fart. So I'm thinking, like, oh, that was very anticlimactic. Fart, put my leg back down. He comes to the surface of the pool almost choking because he's laughing <laughs> so hard. I'm like, dude, what was so funny? And he said, eh, eh, it was underwater. It was... It was like surround sound. It was everywhere around me. <laughs> so, Will, if you need to, go ahead and fart in the mic again. <laughs> At least he wasn't chasing <laughs> around the cloud. That'd Don't worry. Terrible. According to the statistics, like 90% of our audience is male. So <laughs> we're good. They'll, they'll jive with we'll it. We'll make it. Oh. Did you bring a topic? Well, I have a short thing. I was looking for some advice, actually, some parental advice. Can, can I, two seconds before I forget. So you're opening this up to audience commentary, Wait a minute. right? <laughs> well, I'm, you want our I'm, advice or the audience's advice? They can't talk to me. I'm seeking counsel from you guys. Okay, right. before you do I'm that, here, real quick, I'm, I'm here from. I'm here for you, Will. All I got right. you. Before you do that, I want to give a quick shout out to Ray for sharing the last uh, episode. He shared it, I think, on Ray? Facebook. Who's Ray? Ray Avila. Great oh. guy. Wonderful. Ray must be smart. That's all. Thanks, thanks for sharing. Beautiful. You're the awesomest fan, unlike nice. the rest of them who don't share it. Very photogenic. Oh, apparently, like... I don't know, Ray. 50% of our audience, much to my chagrin, mm-hmm. listens on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Apple, but I'll deal with it. But apparently the way you gain more traction in visibility... Is five stars. Five-star reviews Rains. and comments. So if you are one of those people who has the misfortune of listening on an Apple product... Or maybe on an Android or Windows product, mm. but an Apple platform. I have an Apple product. Leave us a review. Right nothing wrong with it. With five stars, nothing less. Any less than five stars, you're dead hey, to us. Hook it up. I already did. Yeah. That's why yeah. they're so easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you What's looking your for? What's advice you're looking for? Well, all right. Lay it on us. I have two daughters. Uh-huh. Six and ten years old. And uh, the six-year-old... No, they're my daughters. I mean, but yeah, that's, that's the same that's age weird, as my Aaron. sons. Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> weird. Keep your mohawk to yourself. So my six-year-old takes care of two chickens in the backyard. We're on chickens again. But Sorry, she yeah. goes back and she lets them out of the coop. She chases them around. She picks them up. She hugs them. We used to have four. She killed one, you know, from <laughs> she had a hole in anything. But uh, I digress. She has names for them. One of them is called Dixie. Get it? Dixie Chicks. Ha-ha! Yeah. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You chip off the old block there. But because the chicken's <laughs> name is Dixie, she creates new nicknames for them. She's chasing around Dixie and says, Come here, Dix. Dick sticks. Weird <laughs> dick sticks. I'm like, what, what did you just say? <laughs> Her name is Dick Sticks. I'm like... Try not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm hearing dick sticks, but you're saying dicks, dicks. No, dick sticks. Dicks, dicks. Sticks. Yeah. But I'm hearing on the dicks, end of it. sticks. It's sticks or it's dicks, dicks. <laughs> dicks, sticks. I guess it sounds the same. <laughs> but which one is it in her mind? Is it dicks, dicks or dick sticks? I didn't figure that out. She's six. I'm telling you right now, it is dicks, dicks. <laughs> D-I-X, D-I-X. That is what she is picturing in her mind when she says it. I bet she is. I, t- I tell her to repeat this in front of her mother. She does. <laughs> Lori laughs. 
And then my 10-year-old says, why are you laughing? What is that? Does that mean something? <laughs> so I'm thinking, I don't really control much what my kids are exposed to, but they're not exposed to much. Because they're homeschooled, right? I'm thinking, you know, they know what's inappropriate and they just don't say it. Well, they actually don't know it. <laughs> so I laughed it off and I didn't explain it to them. They'll figure it out. Thank God they don't know. They don't. Yeah, they don't know I mean, any. because most 10-year-olds in... cuss words, they don't. Well, oh, mine, mine do. So you're looking for advice or well, telling a story? Well, yeah. You, or just do you, perspective. Do you guide them away from the cuss words or do you just keep them naive of the cuss words? I mean, my approach is like, hey, did you know that that sounds like a word that some people might think is inappropriate? And my six-year-old, my seven-year-old would be like, huh? Like, <laughs> do you know what the word dick means? And burn it uh, into their brains. No, like penis. It means penis. <laughs> what? And then as soon as he knew that, he'd be like, I'm not saying that anymore. But then again, six-year-olds are six-year-olds. People yeah. are mostly just going to laugh it off. My children will let me know if they know it's inappropriate because they'll like do one of these numbers <laughs> yeah, like to like over side side to see if I'm going to react. Are you going to confront this? Yeah, like, uh... Yeah. So whenever we watch a movie, like if there's swearing in it, and my son, he'll like, there's just like this. Dad, did you hear? I'm like, yeah, I, oh. I got it. It's all right. We're all going to make it. Everybody's <laughs> going to live. We'll be they fine. They still think the S word is stupid. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> yep. my six-year-old asked me, is the F word funny? <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> I thought, well, yeah, it is kind of funny. How did that cat get back out here? I opened the door. Yeah, but it was inside. Apparently it wasn't. So the one time that I would retaliate with physical violence ever <laughs> in ever knowing you, I can't. I just threw a kitten. I can't lift my foot <laughs> high enough. I threw a kitten at Aaron and it scratched ah, his son neck. Son of a... Ah. Seabiscuit. It just seemed appropriate from, for the topic because Aaron, coming from a really religiously politically conservative family would probably claim to understand the difference between male and female <laughs> oh finally but there's two cats he's given away to people with a promise they're females that have been males hmm. I, Aaron never I never I never guaranteed the the sex of a cat yes be yes no be no hey Aaron what gender is this cat it's a girl. I think Bring it's it home. I oh, think it's a girl, but later. I did not check. There's testicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So is that suit? Uh... So you are an expert in cat genitalia now. Is that pretty much what you're saying? What's you're you're, you're upset. You're upset that I am not an expert in cat genitals. I love the fact that you threw four things at me and couldn't hit, <laughs> couldn't hit you with but one. Hey, you know. <laughs> Quiz Bowl marching band. Yeah, buddy. Anywho, I think is the word we're looking for. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Does that satisfy your uh, your question? Not at all. What 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 answer did, did you want? I didn't hear a question, actually. I just heard a story. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to ask the question. Did you want me to tell you what to do with your children? Like, oh, yeah, just walk around cussing in front of them, and then they'll know all the words, and then it'll be fine. Well, I mean, that's the problem. I don't cuss in front of them. We'll just sit down with the list and be like, okay, don't say this, don't you know, say this, don't say this. I want them to know the words. Um, Watch more movies. Yeah, then yeah, explain them as they that. come up. 
Mm-hmm. Aaron's not going to, that, that's not the route Aaron would go. Did you catch the F word thing though? I thought that was funny. The funny. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, but it's not funny. The word is funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's the word funny she's referring to. <laughs> oh, that takes is funny. a minute. It takes a minute. Wait for All right, it. I got to get rid of that cat again. <laughs> it's just. No, I like the cat. It's meowing and screaming at us. Meow. <laughs> Cat's running from Jared right now. Anyway. Listen to the kid cry. Hi, kitty, kitty. Bye, little pussy cat. Like so it. the host of tonight's episode is leaving the room. Oh, never mind. He's yeah. just closing the door, so I sweat to death again. It's all right. But they're not meat sweats. I don't need to live. They're not they're meat, meat sweats. sweats. So there's nothing to worry about. It's just regular sweat. Right. It's regulars. Because regular meat sweat. sweats apparently don't exist on people who are already fat. Uh, what did you eat? Lots. He, d- he said he doesn't get meat sweats. Obviously, you ate cookie dough ice cream. That was yesterday. Cookie sweats. She's just realizing that I ate all her cookie dough ice cream. You want to give our audience some context here? My wife came out (laughs) shortly before we started recording and was like, you ate my cookie dough ice cream. (laughs) I I did. (laughs) I mean, I don't have much of a defense. She's like, there's some... What it was? Fruity Fruity Pebbles ice cream that you were going to eat right here. But instead of eating the ice cream you wanted, you ate my ice cream. Again, I have no defense for that. (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. I did. And? (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I ate that. Anyway, so the topic that I was going to do is kind of long. We're good at splitting episodes. We don't. Yeah. Dude, we don't. Just rock I really don't know. I don't have a flying tonight. fart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you thought it was coming, didn't you? Really, no, no, you, I, really, you. I really didn't. I just hoped. You hoped. <laughs> so did you guys actually, because I texted you guys about reading Second Peter 2? Nobody texted me. Nobody texted. This was before. Anyway. That, oh, you read Second Peter 2 yeah. and asked if the something was the something. Yeah. And I looked it up, and I never responded. Never and I don't even That's remember cool. what it is, but I remember looking it up. I did look it up. That was the start of the rabbit trail. And I don't really know how to go about this topic without being... Uh, Politically incorrect? No. Without getting <laughs> your... I don't know how to do this in a dignified fashion. Well, lucky for you. The, the thing that I want to hit... What is it? Second Peter? One? Second Peter 2. You don't have to read it. I did. That was the beginning of my rabbit trail. You might trail. as well read it. It's pretty long. It's a whole chapter. 2 Peter 2. But the, the, the gist of it is... You can like, pause right now before. and read Second Peter 2 if you're listening. I've read it before, and I always thought it was kind of like uh, sinner bashing, right? Like it was talking like mm-hmm. prostitutes, that kind of thing, like dirty, rotten, low lives that everybody is kind of on the same page that it's not a healthy behavior. Um, but... When I read it again a couple of weeks ago, it's not talking about that at all. It's talking about false teachers in the church, but it's using that same type of language. Um, and it kind of just sparked in my mind, like, I, I don't know, like these people are misleading people based on trust, <clears throat> right? So I've been on like this rabbit trail for two weeks about trust and how many things do we take on trust how about a synopsis so um what's the process for if you trust someone 
the process? Yeah. How do you build in, it? In your mind. Oh, are, you how do you, for, are you looking for the synopsis of Second Peter? Yes. Second Peter 2. <laughs> That's the synopsis. That false teachers are around. They are going to entice the weak. They are going to mislead people. And there is... All the a, while living... Living... Sinful... Sinful wretched, lives. Horrible, right. detestable lives. That's right. pretty much... But Fair my thing was that I had... I had thought that he was talking about one group of people and I was like, okay, got it. But it was talking about a different, completely different people group than I was thinking about. And the way he said it, it was, it's, I mean, they're all misled on trust. So then I started on this rabbit trail on trust and uh, that led me to kind of ponder how many things we take on trust. Like, what do we actually know? We take a lot of things undressed. Right. Like the chair won't fall out from under me when I sit down. That would be a. I feel like you should have set one us one of us up for failure with that. You should have just like taken the bolts out of one of these chairs before we showed up here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like that kind for of person. tonight's exercise in trust. <laughs> <laughs> but I I wrote down. See, I I think it's terrible. But like the process of trust, like how what what is the process in your mind? Well, I mean. Just off the cuff, the process of trust looks a lot like, I mean, at, at some point in time, there's some sort of a foundation built for a relationship, whatever that relationship looks like, whether it's friendship, whether it's intimacy, some sort of context of relating to somebody else. Right. And in the context of that relationship, you learn over time that the actions of the person you are involved with don't let you down. And because you have experienced enough positive experiences with this person, then you come to trust them in the future because they've established a track record of reliability. And so therefore they earn your trust. But that, that's, it comes that's in, how it generally plays out relationally at least. Yeah. I think it comes in degrees. I have a kind of a real world example here. The, um, I think it's patterns. Mm-hmm. Okay, the pattern is is that if there's an object in a location where people often sit and that object is a certain height from the floor and has a certain type of shape (laughs) and you place yourself on it, it will hold you. There's a pattern of that wherever we go from the time we're born. Right. And so when we So go, if you sit on a chair that's 18 inches instead of 22 inches and you're expecting to be 22, you feel like you're falling to your death those 4 inches. <laughs> right. I have a funny story about or that. Or stairs or whatever. So and parachutes. But then but but we even take it farther. Um I was we were looking at some business financing recently and you know, letters in the mail and phone calls and all this kind of stuff. And I got one phone call and it was, it was great. You know, the person, it was from a, uh, you know, it was from an out of state number, which is pretty common. And mm-hmm. Hey, this is so-and-so with, and they had a professional sounding name, right? So there's a pattern of, of business names being, you know, some, you know, it was like first financial or whatever. Something, yeah. Sounds um, reputable. Something that sounds reputable. The person spoke rather quickly and wasn't hesitant in what they were saying, they they sounded like they knew what they were talking about. Um, they said, "Let me get some more information. I'll call you back." They got my name, 
a good time to call me, my email address. Social security address. No, no. (laughs) See, (laughs) but they didn't at that point. That was Jared's mic. That was my But they didn't at that point because it was an inbound call, not me calling to them. So they didn't, which set up more of a pattern of, okay, if this was a legitimate company, if this was an illegitimate company, they would have asked immediately for all my info. Right. So then three days later, he called me back. Hey, I talked to the underwriting department with kind of some of the basic information, and here's what they're preparing to offer if you're approved. And so we move forward and move forward and move forward. Well, I filled out this application with lots of legalese at the bottom, and and so this pattern continued, and so I trusted well, it was not legit. A little, yeah. Oh, yeah. so all yeah. this setup, yeah, for fraud. So it was not legit, but I trusted because that pattern looked like a pattern that looked had been looked like a pattern that had been trustworthy. If I go to a building that says bank on it, I can expect that there will be people who are dressed nicely, and there will be lots of cameras, and they will take my money and do things with it and give it back when I ask for it. So there are certain aspects of relationships that. Through repetition, we learn to trust, and that extends to the professional world, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I meet a person uh, half drunk in a bar, I can expect that they won't call me in the morning, right? If I meet a young lady with her parents at church, there's a pattern there, you know. I That she might be the one half drunk at the bar later <laughs> that night. <laughs> there's a pattern. <laughs> but but you get what I'm you, you get yeah. what I'm saying. I so grow up with someone in school, you know that kind of thing. Trust is a conditioned response. Yes. Look at you getting all psychological over there. He even leaned back, crossed his hands across, folded his hands across his chest, took a sip of whiskey. Yes. Like said, <laughs> you so all you sick. all need let to me listen boil to this. this down to something simple for you. Let <laughs> here you you all listen to what I have to say because it's important. How did you say that? Would you say it's a it's, conditioned response? Yeah. Okay. So would you say it's accurate? The function of trust is to allow someone else to bridge a gap in your knowledge. Not necessarily, because we have something called uh, confirmation bias that allows us to trust oh, shut up. based on a condition. Say your well, question. What's wrong with Say your uh, confirmation again, bias? That's a very because real thing, and you, you know guys it. are talking. I know it's real. It's just <laughs> way up here. Well, you got, what? You guys are talking more about like how do we trust an individual or an institution, yeah. or which is is legitimate. It's a legitimate uh-huh. form of trust. And you're so talking a, about a process there where you can consciously um, cause yourself to actually trust someone. I started to try to examine the things I was doing unconsciously. Ah, the things I that like you trust that. without thinking about. Right. Okay, and that's scary. Is like, it? I really it shouldn't is. trust this. Well, no, just um, <laughs> I really shouldn't trust that. Have you ever looked at how the bottom of your couch is constructed? <laughs> it seems kind of it's flimsy. Not very good. It's not good. <laughs> Do you know how many people walk across that bridge? Especially when you're looking on Wayfair and you're like, nope, too expensive, too expensive, the cheap one. <laughs> It'll be here in eight weeks from Bangladesh. <laughs> anyway, um. But no, that that's that's where my mind started going. So you guys went to like when I ask about trust, you guys went to an in- institutional like this is how you trust or relational or relational. Yeah, I went to I went to how I traditionally 
well, I guess I feel like most people, but maybe most people don't think critically, but like the process I described is the process of me thinking critically about why I trust somebody. And do you consciously do that? Or is it like a subconscious thing that you just kind of hit those guideposts and maybe someday you'll look back and go, oh yeah. I feel like most of the time it's pretty conscious. Pretty but conscious. I think a you lot of that, define it. A lot of that I feel like I owe to my, what, sophomore year in high school? where I really questioned everything about my life and faith and everything I believed. And God came out on top in that philosophical scientific debate that I had in my mind. And ever since then, I feel like I approach most things somewhat critically. Right. Like I started an Instagram the other week because Michelle told me I'd started, I was posting too much about dogs and Jeeps on my Facebook. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that. I was like, like, I'll just start an Instagram with, Jeeps, dogs, and Jesus, and keep the Facebook to mostly family stuff. Yeah, and like I start getting you know scam messages from people, and I've I've got a lot of scam messages from people on Craigslist and on Marketplace and things like that for people who are trying to scam you out of something you're selling. But it's a new foray into uh, people trying to scam you on social media, and I don't know what they're trying to scam me for. It it seems to be, and I share it with my wife. It, she's annoyed by it, but I'm trying to figure out these people's motive. <laughs> so you're engaging them. Oh, I am engaging in them in the conversation. It's usually like somebody that sounds like a younger girl and has a few pictures that are like not completely inappropriate, but like definitely flirty looking pictures. Yeah. And they're like, hi, do you want to chat? And I'm like, do I know you from somewhere? And like, no, I just like getting to know people. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm married and I love Jesus. But if you want to talk about that, that's cool. <laughs> Joe's that guy. <laughs> yeah. And that, that shuts down about 75% of yeah. them. But there was one today that was like super persistent, just wanting to chat and getting to know me. And I'm like calling them on. What all, do you want? I'm calling them on all the yeah. BS. Like you clearly hijacked this person's profile because it says your name is Rose. But I look back in the timeline and your name was Eric a couple weeks ago and your picture was a dude for the last four years and all the conversations and happy birthday notices are to this Eric dude and suddenly your name is Rose and you don't have any friends on your friends list. Can you explain to me like it, so far, I'm trying, does it bother you that much? It does. So I'm trying to milk out of this person like I'm trying to clearly figure out what their angle is and they're not laying it out for me. I figured it out on Craigslist on a lot of the you know, I'll have my yeah. shipper pick it up for you. I figured that one out. Yeah. I can tell you all about it sometime. But this one, I haven't figured out the angle. So finally, I text in this person. I'm, they say it's a girl. I'm pretty sure it's some dude who doesn't speak English. Yeah. But I'm texting him for like hours on and off throughout the day. And then finally, I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out what your scam is. Can you help me out? And they go silent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, so yes, I'm skeptical about most things in my life. So I do think through most things critically. I have a problem of being too trusting and it has often been to my detriment. Right. Like I give people like a 27th chance. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's no good. What do we need to define, Will? Definitions with... It's you know, Jared, Jared. So when you say trust and the process of trust, are you talking like in the short term or in the long term? Sure. Both? Yeah. All right. 
Because there might be a difference because you got to make quick decisions in the short term. You've just met somebody. Right. But you're you, making a judgment You don't have to call. unconditionally trust someone forever. But if but, there's a process, you can use a process in the long right, term. Right. Because we trust the person that's in the checkout line at Meyer when we walk through there that they're going to be fairly competent and not scan my stuff four times. Do you? Competent maybe, enough maybe to you do. scan everything that I put down there one time and then charge me the correct amount. That's why That's, I do self-checkout lines. <laughs> so the synopsis I need for Second Peter is what this has to do with this conversation. So you want me to try and sum it up? It's it's going to be really high flying summary of Second sure. Peter chapter two. Perfect. There, Peter is speaking to people who have heard the message, the gospel of Jesus. Jesus lived, died, rose again. You're saved. Yeehaw. Right. And he's warning about other people who are false teachers. Who is he talking to? He's talking to people who have heard the message, who have heard the gospel of Jesus, and presumably on some level accepted it, right? Right. And these teachers, he's warning. To the elect, yeah. Yeah, he's warning to the people who have heard the gospel that these teachers are going to try to use their position, their prowess, their power in order to lead you the wrong way. And then he goes on a long list of all the ways these people are terrible and why they're terrible and the terrible things they're saying. And then reminds them kind of again at the end, don't listen to these false teachers. Right. Is that an oversimplification or is that? I think that's fairly accurate. Okay. Is this kind of a mirrored message to <coughs> like um, Corinthians and speaking in tongues and stuff like that? I don't no. think no. so. Peters are fairly short and he doesn't usually hit too many specifics he he's, gives like they were talking about false teachers there and like uh they, people that they mentioned edify themselves there, and stuff like that right because i texted uh terry and he had uh i could look that up well, while you're looking that up i just can't help but wonder reading through it like we're going through galatians in church right now and like one of my favorite passages in Galatians is where Paul says, you know, these people call themselves a circumcision. I wish they would go all the way and cut their dicks off. I mean, emasculate themselves. I think that's how the, the friendly English version version says it. <laughs> um, and Peter, at the beginning of Galatians, is being described as having been among the group of people who was separating himself from the Gentile Christians in order to look better to the Jewish Christians who held to the idea that circumcision well, he was still and, important. He and, and so now Peter, the presumable author of Second Peter, is describing people who he may have been categorized with for a le at least a brief time, or at least in a small way. So I can't help but wonder, like, you know, think about like how you journal something or how you write something because something provoked you. Oftentimes I'll read something on a Facebook post and I'll comment to them, and I'm like, I feel like that could be an entire post on its own. And then I kind of recreate a post based on that. Like, I can't help but wonder if the gears are turning in Peter's mind. Like, man, Paul really rebuked me in front of these people because I was being a jerk. And I feel like I need to make, you know, a clearer note about why it's so important not they did, to be man, like it this. It is a big deal in Acts. <clears throat> yeah. Cephas, he even went back to his old name. Um. Cephas is rereading Terry's kind of synopsis. It's pretty much but, the same as what Joe. But he's. Oh, I want to hear what I want to hear. Uh, Terry. Sorry. He said Peter. Second Peter is talking about false teachers, not necessarily Pharisees, but individuals who are in the church. Interesting. He says they work in secret, so the intention of their heart is to cause a division. He also did not say they could be among you, but that they are among you, referring to the early church. Peter is writing the letter 
to encourage believers to seek and hold on to the truth and not rely on just what they hear. Shout out, Pastor Terry Hansen. You know, just a random thought. I tend to think that their purpose isn't to sow division, but rather to edify themselves and to gain power for themselves. But gaining the power, you gain power by creating division. If you create two That's sides, then you can, can take control. Uh, but I don't think their purpose is to create the division. <laughs> I think their division is the process they use to gain power. To gain power. Yeah. yeah. So one is above we, the other. Not that we've ever seen power that before. <laughs> above division. <laughs> right. But we, yes, we can clearly identify it in the world outside the church. Well, I think there's there's two there's two levels of it. Yes. There's a self-edification. Oh, but, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> well, there's a self-edification. I agree with you. But I think that, personally, I think that's a tool of Satan to... The devil. To bring division. Or just personal lust. Or the devil. <laughs> but, you know, that it, you know, this is, it is a tool, you know, Self-edification obviously is is going to create division, and division is a tool of the devil. I'm edifying myself. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Uh, hey, they can't see hand gestures. Will's the color commentary. So Second uh, <laughs> Peter teaches us how so, to trust people. <laughs> so how much trust goes into our opinion? Huh? Our viewpoints. How much trust goes into our opinion? Yeah. Like the viewpoints that I like when you say viewpoints, are you talking like worldview? Any, any like- position that you hold. On something you do not have firsthand knowledge of, ah. you take on trust. Right? Oh, yeah, holy shit! Like ninety nine percent. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm hmm. Uh huh. If you obviously you, I agree. Like by definition, you everything is on trust that you don't know about. Correct. And yeah. legitimately, the majority of what we believe is what we have not witnessed firsthand. That's true. I like huh? what you got. <laughs> but it, but so Jesus says we're more blessed because he said, blessed are you who have seen these miracles performed in front of you, even though, and even more blessed are those who have not See, but seen this and still believe. That, we believe we're more blessed. <laughs> but this is not where my struggle is because. Oh, I'll bring it. I, I know. I have been through experiences that bridge the gap of my not knowing. Yes. Right? Right. So. My salvation about anecdotal evidence. It would be anecdotal to you, correct? Yeah, anecdotal to an outsider, but personal to the person who personal to me. Like there is no way I can get around the context, the situation, and what happened that follows a pattern. Although you're thinking about the way you trust things, so you're trying to figure out a way around them. No, why not? Just because he's thinking about it doesn't mean he's doubting. Are we talking like my faith in Jesus? Because I'm not like that one's. No, not, not at all. We don't have that to was, go there. That was Joe but being there, stupid. But yes, there let's are go there. There are other things. Joe, cut it out. What is that? Why? That's a why a Peruvian pan flute. Why? <laughs> also known as a Coke bottle. It's background music. Just go with it. <laughs> go he's setting the mood. You, you guys could play guitar last time. That's I, worse than the cat. <laughs> oh. right, I'm done. I'm done.
This is why I don't talk about because you know what, Joe? Because if <laughs> you, if you don't like talk about, we've got to keep it a little bit, Joe. If you if you if you do that anymore, I'm gonna bust out the whale. So no, please don't. <laughs> but that's just like no. Don't. Uh, don't wait. That's the whale. <laughs> See, but both of them annoy oh, only the me. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you literally just, laid your neck on the microphone to do that. Yeah. No, the free willy sound. Right. Please don't. So, ah, oh my goodness. So, Jared, tell <laughs> us why you're questioning. No, 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 it's done. It's done. Like, no, it's not. Uh, it's done. I can't. I can't, I can't do, do it. it. I can't do it under this pressure. I can't do it with all the noises. <laughs> what trust are you questioning? I come from a fundamentalist evangelical background. Yes. Uh, fundamentalist is a little bit of a stretch. Is it? But, uh, is it? Uh, eh. No, it, he's talking know, about his background, not his current position. If I thought about a fundamentalist, I would say Aaron is a <laughs> fundamentalist. Yes. And I would Aaron say you're the f- closeted fundamentalist. <laughs> 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 See, I think Jared doesn't want to be a fundamentalist, but can't get away from it. That's what I think. I think he's on. too nervous to come out and just become a full fundamentalist. So what is it about being a uh, growing up fundamentalist that I, I am not like the the I am not a deconstructionist. I think that. Is stupid. What, what's what's wrong a deconstructionist? I mean, okay. what's Time wrong for with definitions with Joe? No, definitions with Joe. I want to make sure we're on the same page with. There is a huge movement that people call like they will. I'm deconstructing, and this is when it, it's when I reference it. It's specifically in the Christian faith. People will be like, "I'm deconstructing everything that my faith is built around, and I'm going to rebuild it in a way that I can understand or a way that mm-hmm. I think." So they're taking away all of the foundation of everything that they believe. They're just deconstructing that starting and starting over zero. or just tearing it down and not bothering to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So why do you they have say a, they're going to rebuild it, but they tear you, it down and then leave? Okay. You've right. mentioned several times like you're not a deconstructionist. Why do you find it valuable to say that? Yeah. Would you deconstruct that for us, please? Because into little bits and pieces. there are people that I have taken things that they have said on trust and i now think that they're full of shit okay so so is it valuable to deconstruct what they have said and analyze it critically yes but tearing down the entire building of your faith i don't think is wise or see i had i had a senior pastor well why would you be afraid of that i'm not afraid afraid of of deconstructing your entire faith i think it just annoys why would you be why would you be worried about tearing yourself completely down to nothing and then trying to rebuild it when you have no drive to do anything right (laughs) okay when you have no drive to do anything that explains it that's the answer to the question right there (laughs) oh is this therapy then (laughs) no it's not because that's my line in the opening (laughs) this will not be my personal therapy session no, and it's not a personal therapy session, but I'm just realizing all the things that we take on trust. And you can go with simple things like um, I wrote down a bunch of uh, – you can go with something stupid like sweet or salty. Which one's better? Uh, is that a trust thing? That's I don't like, think so. I, I just I feel like that's an experience if you're gonna try, if you're gonna That's try an experience it. thing. That's not a trust thing. They're both good. They're Thanks. both good. <laughs> but if I have to answer salty – if the end of this is Jesus and Satan are both good, I Jesus don't know. said salt and light. He said nothing about yeah. sugar. Which 
Which one's Jesus, the sweet or the salty? That's his question. Salty. Jesus is salty. No, that's his you question. Guys are, Jesus is salt and light. You guys are answering Satan is tempting you to die. Satan is tempting you to diabetes. Tell that to the cookie dough ice cream guy. <laughs> Jared's like, stop it! Stop it! This is why I don't have any coherent thoughts. No, the reason I asked you about the deconstruction is because in my mind that's actually a healthy thing. To a point, yes. Well, I, all the way. I was teaching a Sunday school series on inductive Bible study. Right. And I was... What's inductive? Is that where you put electrodes on them? And exactly. No, that's conductive Bible study. Shocking. Get it right, Will. Come yeah. on, man. Well, you Keep need, up. Keep induce up. Induce would be to not touch and then over a space onto. So you induce power in a transformer. That would be induction, not... Yeah, and they're already conductive, so... <laughs> So I was teaching this class. That's an electrical flex. Though. And I said that one of the important parts of Bible study is that as you read it, try to erase everything you believe you know in your mind. When you approach a scripture for the first time, if you want to try and understand what it originally meant by the original author to the original audience, is one of the most important first steps you can take is to pretend you don't know anything. So by can definition, I, can, I take a, can, can I take a side note? Can so, I take a side so, note? No, 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 no. no, 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 no I like where he's going. So you read it and do your best to understand the historical context, understand the author, understand the audience, understand what the author was trying to tell the original audience. Then try to apply it to how it may, like how you can bridge that gap between then and now, and then bring in everything you know to be true. And test it against what you know to be true. And if it contradicts what you know to be true, then you have to begin a conciliatory process of, okay, I know this to be true, but this passage appears to say this. Is my understanding prior to this reading wrong or is my understanding of this reading wrong in light of what I know and what I have learned? And the pastor who was sitting in there kind of confronted me was like, well, you can't just forget that you know about Jesus. Like, actually, when you're reading this, if you're trying to read it critically, analytically, you forget everything about Jesus if you're reading in the Old Testament. You read the Old Testament, and then you come back at the end and say, okay, now, how does this point us to Jesus? Does this seem to contradict? And you mend those gaps. But who so do you trust to get That your- is the process of deconstruction. But who do you trust to get your context from? And can you read in Hebrew and Greek? I cannot read in Hebrew and Greek. I am trusting a tremendous amount of people who have put a tremendous amount of work into the Hebrew and Greek and into the historical context that I'm trying to understand. So there is still a ridiculous amount of trust, but to the extent that I can, I appreciate deconstruction because it allows me to take it down to the bare bones of what's actually in front of me and then apply what it's I a, already believe to be true. I like what Joe's saying, and it's a very logical amount of trust. You know, that's what separates normal people from conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you calling me? <laughs> I'm calling you normal. Oh, okay, 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 all right. And there goes Will. Jared, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist? I don't know. I'm trying to go through my process of trust right now. <laughs> <laughs> How many trust so deposits? He's, decon- this man he's made deconstructing. In my bag? He's deconstructing his analysis of Jared. I am ready for Jared to respond to that. So to, forget about the past eight years of hiking. To exactly and, what Joe said. <laughs> well, we. I I agree, and I do the same thing. Okay. But when you're saying, you know, empty your mind as much as and, possible, as much as possible, it's not correct. 
it's not truly possible. So who do you trust when there are direct con- like contradictions in context? Like if one person says, well, this is the context of this, and another person says, well, this is the context of this. Do you Can go you, back to the pattern of trust of like what Aaron was like? You go back to patterns. Okay. Like I, I a person who has right. do you a person go back who to has patterns a, or can you train yourself to keep <laughs> that neutral? My dad just stuck his head in the window. <laughs> He's like a freaking prairie dog in a field. Just poking back and forth. <laughs> Took me a minute to notice him. Uh, that's funny. Anyway. Yeah. Jared still lives with the Why have on and no. off? No, 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 no. Stop. Right there. My parents live with me. I am not that kind of millennial. Continue. <laughs> sure they do. Do we need to ask your father if it's all yeah. right that you continue? <laughs> <laughs> it's past my bedtime. He's probably figuring out why you eat that ice cream. <laughs> but anyways, anyway. yeah, why, why does it have to be one or the other? You can be in the middle. You can reserve judgment. You don't. But have to at go some back points, you always pattern. have to make a choice. Not really. So you just don't believe anything. Hmm? Well, what's well, the question? <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm going to reference like what I use as one of my most go-to quick study tools is blueletterbible.com. Uh-huh. And so when I open up blueletterbible.com, I'm trusting that they have Strong's concordance in there entered right as far as the Hebrew and Greek. I'm trusting that Strong trusting that Strong had his concordance had his concordance right. I'm trusting that Thayer's had their lexical like all all the stuff, the vines, the Strong's, the Thayer's, all of those things that are preloaded into that equation. These are these are for those of you who don't know these names and stuff that were thrown out. They're Bible reference materials. Um, What's a blue letter? I know what a red letter is. <laughs> well blue done, letter? Will. <laughs> I don't know the. Re- I don't. I don't understand. I actually don't, I don't know, know why it's called blueletterbible.com, but it's actually a great Bible study. Is it the, as long as we trust the references, on right. it. Is it, is it the you, Democrats' Jared? letters? But ultimately, ultimately, <laughs> <Yes>. what, <laughs> ultimately, Democrat what it is, Bible. Well, we can't go to that out. site anymore. <laughs> groups, groups of Jared people. can. <laughs> <laughs> groups of people who uh, who have studied the Bible at lengths greater than most people have the ability to. Um, who have put together materials in an organized fashion based right. on what you're looking for. So, yes, yeah, so I I do put a tremendous amount of blind faith into these people who But have it's not put, blind. It's not blind faith. In to an extent there are is, patterns. There are patterns, but to an extent it is blind. It's a faith based on confirmation. Because bias. even thinking about strong, strong's is based on they use the King James and the King James is not entirely right in the way they interpret but much of scripture. N- none none of the translations. Exactly. exactly. But but here's the thing. Men who, men and women who have spent much more time studying the Bible than I have. Yes. have used strong's in conjunction with the King James version. So there's a pattern of trust. There is a pattern of trust that's been established and when I pick up strong's I trust the concept that multiple people have looked at this beforehand. This is really bothering me now. Why? This is really what is bothering Joe doesn't you? trust. Joe had this is difficulty. really, really. <laughs> Joe had difficulty me now. trusting before. I got really now, lost. Who? What? What's bothering you? Joe. Joe had problems trusting everything. I trust before. God's word. Uh huh. Yeah. And my primary every blue word. My tri- primary. <laughs> Tool, tool set, 
tool belt. I think I may have a herniated spiritual disc right now. I don't know if I can move. But it's making you laugh. <laughs> I, uh-huh. hate, I hate you, Jared. <laughs> Again, I do not doubt my faith. This is not like a deconstruction thing. I know what I believe. And I know that I am convinced that Scripture is recorded accurately. That it has been recorded accurately since it was put to paper. Because you've studied the patterns. And, and we have the wild card. The patterns have been confirmed by several different sources is also another. Including the Holy Spirit. What's the wild yes. card? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Why is you the have, Holy Spirit the wild correct. card? Correct. Yes. Because it's, it's not a tangible, it's tangible but not tangible. It's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, uh, it's not that, you know? It's the thing that ties everything together. It's the thing that ties everything together, but it's something that's not it's a Q word. Mm, quantifiable? Quantif thank you. Quantifiable. It you can't big words on you can't, Friday. You night. can't measure it. You can't but it it's the it's the wild. To it, the individual so, experiencing it, it so is the affirmation. George Whitfield, you the famous preacher, right? Yeah. Well, George Whitfield. Depends on the circles if he's famous or not. Correct. You know who he is. I know. You who believe he, is. he loved Jesus, whether he was right or wrong about certain things, right? Why? Because he said he did. He he's a fairly well respected Bible teacher from the eighteen hundreds, a ways ago. Contemporary, yeah. Right. Yep. He had one son. Mm-hmm. Right. He made a prophecy about his son when he named him that he was going to grow up to be a strong preacher the child died two months later i bet it made a really good sermon (laughs) so he went back and was re-examining what he had trusted when he made made that that made that prophecy and he realized that he was looking at something that he wanted and placing something onto it just so freaking hard I'm like, so glad I don't have the gift of prophecy because there'd be so much freaking pressure. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to like mess with your mind, Joe. I'm. T- I'm trying to like. You got this. The like, appropriate word face. is "fuck with my mind." <laughs> that's what's happening. So that word is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> no, because in my mind, I, I am a critical thinker about almost everything, but. I, I've been trying to reconcile this in my mind as you guys have been speaking because, like, everybody, no matter your worldview, you are taking a tremendous amount of information and documentation and everything on faith. Yes. It boils down to what you put your faith in and Correct. put faith in God. So no, no, you can put your faith in God. I'm talking about all the things surrounding it. What, what, what walls do we build around God based on other people? Like, how do we box right, them in? Like, like, well, no, walls, you mean box them in? Your whole worldview is, uh, when, when you're doing a study and you're, you're referencing Strong's, you're referencing all these other things, you are using those bricks to construct the worldview of how you see God, right? Or see anything. Right. And this can go for, this isn't necessarily a God thing. I mean, it, it is, but it can be anything Anytime. in your life. Like, whether you think capitalism is the best form of government. Right, you're using, you're doing the same thing. You're building all these sources. You're using all this historical reference. You're using all of mm-hmm. these things to build in order to develop your confirmation bias. Yes, but at some point we <laughs> put that. But confirmation bias, in my opinion, is when you take trust and you put it on autopilot. 
Hmm. Autopilot with anything you hear that you like to agree with, whether you've thought th- thought it through critic- <laughs> critically or not. I mean, it all ties together. It is. And this is this is this Conf- part of confirm- the problem. I don't have confirmation a- bias. Is the is the the tendency root, to believe somebody right. who no, believes I'm what saying, you say you believe? I'm, I'm, well, you've already made up your no. mind, and you're searching Con- for yeah, proof. Confirmation of it. bias yeah. is the root of conspiracy. And theories. you're always going to find proof of your confirmation bias is the root the of conspiracy theories. Especially on YouTube. Especially on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no end to it. Speaking like, of which, ah, I have I, I have a, a certain political I have party. A coworker I'm going to find lots of videos that we need to have one of his friends on the podcast. Because he's like major down the wormhole conspiracy theorist, uh, dude. He thinks it'd be fun to listen to us talk. It could him. be. If, you know, if I a agree, person could have. But we'd probably tear that guy apart. <laughs> that, would, that would not be fun. No. That would not be. That wouldn't be edifying. I mean, it'd be fun, but it would not be edifying. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It would be both, actually. Undignified. <laughs> I'm sure we talk about Jesus and bully non-believers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So... You so never, you said. So I was just saying, give us an he example believes in a of, very different of these thing. walls. See, give it, give give an Which example of this box. Oh, you know. see, because there's there's a. I started having these thoughts, right, and then there was a topic that came up, and I started exploring all around it, and I went, oh shit, and but if I tell you what this topic was, it goes down a completely different path because it's one of those like touch points. All right, frame You're it. not going to tell us, are you? You're going to tell us. I don't. You don't want to tell Joe, us, but you want to tell us. Joe, what's our time? <laughs> well, cares, well, we can make it clear. Split. The best we thing can you can do is split this into seven episodes. It started out, we will all pretend to listen. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tell us which path you want to go down so that we have an example of it, and then we can follow that path. We will go I down don't know, because like this is... It's it's such a touch point, and I don't want to derail creationism. Please, please touch me. Okay. Creation. Oh my. Okay. You're close. Spiritually, jeez, man. What? Get I your mind the, out of the gutter. You joke. missed the whisper. It's okay. I did. You didn't need to hear it. I'll hear it. No, stop! Don't <laughs> stop! It. Don't do it. Don't. No. No. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic. What's wrong with touching people? gracious. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are drinking too much. <laughs> I was confused for Catholic today. <laughs> Who confused you for being? You're Catholic? really good at confusing people, though. Well, like legitimately, I think the first three years we hiked, I wasn't sure if you even believed Jesus was real or not. <laughs> You're really good at just kind of sitting on the outside of the circle and poking everybody else. Like, Although I, I don't did. know what this guy believes, but man, he's got us talking. You, I you still don't know. <laughs> My favorite was we were like two miles into like a four-day, 20-mile hike, and all I hear is Will from somewhere behind me go, I don't think the devil exists. Prove me wrong. No, 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 no. I brought that up at a campfire. Thank you very much. <coughs> no. Specifically for you, Jerry. No, you brought it up while we were hiking. Whilst we were hiking. No. Because I remember. No, 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 no. I remember, I remember doing... at the campfire. No. I thought about Jared the whole time. It like, Harry, Jared true. needs a topic. I'm going to bond with him. And the only thing that bonds with Jared is controversy. 
And by God, I bonded with this man. I, 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 I disagree. Because if that were the case, Jared and I would be besties. You I, weren't there, and your controversy no, was like there. my controversy. That was the funny thing. I remember turning and looking at Aaron and DJ, and their faces went... DJ wasn't there. Yes, he was. Only you and Joe were there. The year that we really got into the topic they about They showed health, up the second day. Yeah. I don't remember. It was I the remember, last day. DJ showed up the last day of that hike. I remember one night. the topic coming up, and I specifically remember turning, and Aaron's and DJ's faces were both going... No, that is when you That's when you brought it up the next camp. Was that what it was? Yeah. You, yes. Okay. I remember that. So I'm really the... I'm the one. Yeah. Dang. You're the one. I'm going to have to change my opinion. You need to deconstruct that. <laughs> so uh, creationism. Okay. Creationism. Right? What about it? It's a fairly controversial topic, yes. Is it? It is very controversial. Okay. It is okay. controversial, yes. Define creationism. Okay. Gosh, I feel like Jared when I say that. <laughs> well, so there's lots of different types of creationism. There are several different worldviews on creation. Like, say, creation of what? The Earth. Plato? The Earth. The Earth. The universe? In or a the biblical? Earth? Joe, we got to be very careful because he already said this can go down an uh, odd path. We need to pay attention to the path he wants to go down. I'm, and I'm take it the other I'm way. Say, yeah, and go the other way. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this was Who the thing. Who invited Will? This was the. the I'm helping here. <laughs> Why do I even bother? <laughs> Continue. I am helping you oh, right. because this could get crazy. This is why I brought Will. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, go ahead. I'm just saying that this was the topic that all of this started rotating around because they're... In your mind. In my mind. Okay. Wait, what, what was rotating around it? Well, when, you start, when you start doing trust and you start realizing how many sources you take on trust... Gotcha. This Continue. came up in a conversation, and then, like, there was several other things that I read on it in the short amount of time, and it was just one of these things. I'm like, how much have I actually, like, what's in there? What do we know, and what do we... I mean, like, the conflict between, like, a new world creation and science, and a conflict between old world creation and... And science. Beautiful. Yes. Define <laughs> define your version of creationism and then where you want to go. I don't really care. But you, it, you absolutely do care. Go ahead and okay. define it. No, no, no. What if, what if we just define the two really big picture camps and then go from there? But there's more than two. Well, I said really big picture. Okay. And okay. I'm talking intelligent yep. design versus non-intelligent design. No, no, we don't no, no, no. Go there. no, no, no. I'd go with... I'd go with in the church. I'm not talking like in the, the church. In the ch oh, old Earth, New okay. Earth. Okay, so yes. in the church, we're saying God started it all. There was yes. an intelligent designer, and his name was God. Yes. Yeah, but Jared's, in, Aaron hit it on the head. I think Jared's defining it as old Earth, New Earth. Yeah, that's what he wants. So one camp says Six God. Years old. God spoke. And if we trace the ancestry of people back in the Bible, we're looking somewhere in the yep. ballpark of Earth being six to 10,000 years old. That's the evangelical viewpoint. Correct. And then the other camp says, God spoke, just like I said in Genesis, but those six days described are more of a poem, more of an analogy. And it was approximately 4.6 billion years ago that the Earth came into existence, but a whole lot longer than that before like the Big Bang happened. And all of the universes and galaxies we currently observe do you, exploded from a mathematical point of nothing. You were doing um, 
the guy that does cross-examined. Uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Turk? No. Uh, uh, oh. Turek. Turek. That's yes. what it is, yes. But he always had that saying, you know, we both agree in the Big Bang. We just disagree about who banged it. Mm. I just thought that was funny. Anyway. <laughs> it is funny. Because... <laughs> It talks about sex. No, it. Yeah, God bang. See, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. So, anytime anybody Jesus else makes, it. <laughs> anytime anybody else brings up, we are all going to hell now. <laughs> any, anytime anybody else brings up something that's slightly innuendo, we're like, uh, when Will does it, we're like, ah, oh, cringe. <laughs> hey, why am I on the outside? Here? I laughed. I laughed, Will. I laughed. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking I said it. I honestly don't care where people stand on this because I don't think it matters. So what are you using? Yeah, but you care about the actual definition. So what are you using? I care about how much people react over the topic and use that as a division point on everything else. Like we we draw our lines on this topic. Well, Jared, it is a division point. If you're an evangelical, that's something. Because Genesis is so vague. That there is no way either worldview could be proven or disproven based on science and scripture. So then you have to deconstruct it and analyze the so things that you're taking. Why? And I and I think all of the thought into forming a worldview based on it is helpful and it's great, and we should do that. See, I disagree but, with you. Okay, that's that's. <laughs> oh wait. Can we have Joe define? But I disagree with you in two different ways. <laughs> in two different ways. Okay, and this is fine. And this is why I didn't want to talk about this because we're going to start talking about creationism as well. No, we which I really don't care. We don't have to. We we're talking about the, the trust that goes. We into can stay it. out of the weeds. I've been just. We're in Michigan. We don't have to stay out of the weeds. How? Say what you did there. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, because weed is legal. Yeah, that's a good joke. Maybe we well should done. stay in the weeds. <laughs> No, you guys already got alcohol. We're not in that. <laughs> <laughs> they might shut up a little more. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we would be more talking. A downer on top of a downer? That'd be great. <laughs> it's counterintuitive. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, but this is the touch point. And like, that reaction that you've got going in your mind, touch and I can me. see the reaction going in Aaron's mind. No, you can't. A little bit. At this we, point, we're gonna get we're gonna get into last at, week's topic. At, <laughs> like, at, Jared, why do you see this reaction in my mind? What do you really think? Well, I don't know right what the now. reaction is. I'm not saying I see where you're going. I'm saying I see that you have an opinion. Can you guess? Correct. That? I mean, I'm not giving you my opinion. I want to know what this has to do with trust. There's a lot. To the do topic with trust. to me seems so vague. How, how do we form such strong opinions on things that are so vague? circumstantial evidence do we do i don't think we even agree that things are vague though right now we now i can i can say i can back up from that a little bit and say that we are both please don't stop (laughs) i told you you do it again. I'm you want to know why I don't again. share our episodes? So <laughs> you shared last week. You I totally did. did. I ran did either into of you? Did either of you make that noise last time? <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So I like that's the only criteria. I agree. That I if there is like an unbearable noise in the whole episode, I I won't share it. That's your minimum. That's that's your, minimum your criteria. It is one of them. It's pretty bearable though. 
you do realize. I have a thing with noises. You like, do, I'm, I'm not saying it's logical. I'm not realize, saying that it's good. You I'm do realize staying out of the weeds. Here we are. Yeah. You do realize <laughs> that sharing an episode is sharing the entire I know. podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I, I even know that. I am wait, 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 wait. well aware. Speaking wait, of which, don't please, forget to no, no. share this episode with your friends. Fine. On Apple Podcasts, podcast, Google Podcasts. <laughs> let Jared please finish his thought. Right. I want him so, to I analyze Aaron. I want to know, Aaron. Let Jared analyze you first. I, I don't need and to analyze him. I'm saying that he has. Guess historically, I have I found. I. I, <laughs> I was with you, Jared. I'm trying. I'm so done. Hard. I'm done. No, please. No. I'm trying I'm so hard, Jared. Joe, <laughs> shut up. No, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I could try to take over for him, but Jared, all I can okay. do is point my finger at Eric. I will, I will agree with you that it require whatever our view is requires trust because none of us were there. Correct. Okay. So, but does it make sense? The issue. So that. So what? So our what we are trusting is based on patterns. Now you're talking about confirmation bias, and you you come into a place where really how. Do we know? And I think ultimately we're back to that wild card, right? As a base. What's the wild card? Yeah, what is that? Hurlisberg. Hurlisberg. I don't know what that means. Holy Spirit. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very and, special. <laughs> but I, I think I think there comes a point where we. I think the dog just said it. I think there's a. I think there's a. I think confirmation bias is not just the uh, confirmation bias goes beyond what we find to a desire to find more. Like there is more information out there that could like, okay, I know that if I read this book, it's going to disagree with me. So I'm just not going to read this book. Mm -hmm. Whereas confirmation. Those are my favorite books. Whereas confirmation bias would. (laughs) Confirmation bias would be. Here's this piece of information. See, it proves what I'm doing. But I think going beyond confirmation bias to uh, refusal to open yourself up. But we all do that all the time. I I just don't want to look into it. You're already not reading the things that you think won't. Exactly. Filter with your confirmation bias. Which is why I love talking to Jared. Because Jared and I differ on a lot of things. We differ on very minor things. It it forces me... (laughs) (laughs) We're talking within the camp of people who believe in Jesus. So (laughs) We got the Calvinist and the Armenian. Whatever. (laughs) But... We all believe in Jesus. Shut up. <laughs> it forces it forces me into a place where I can't say I'm not going to read that because it is wrong for me to enter into discussion with Jared and say I'm not going to listen to him. Sometimes you should. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I, I think that it it there is a lot of trust. There is a there is a pattern like we talked about earlier of trust right. that is built on even in discussion with other people. Like I had no idea this was marriage counseling. 
You could go down like Aaron, a wormhole Aaron, so why deep don't you on trust this question Jared. of trust. It's a circle. Yeah. And that's you, that. That was like trust, I don't Jared. have any. Re- I don't want any resolution. I don't. But because my, no matter how far you try to deconstruct your worldview, so you're never going to find the bottom. So you say, okay, I believe this. Why do I believe this? Okay, I believe this because of this and this. Oh well. Well, why do I believe? Why do that? I believe this and this? Yeah. Like, well, because of that and that. Well, why do I believe that and that? Oh, well, because of that and that. But how do you? Like, even it know never that you ends. Can see, it, it never, never ends. ends. No, and you get sucked down to that wormhole, and you just find a bottomless pit of despair. And then you end up in an insane asylum, or asylum, kill yourself, or kill yourself, yeah. or become American, huh? and just ignore everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes no sense. I'm in the right. <laughs> You're wrong. It I was like, matter. I was like, this is supposed to be funny. No, it's supposed to be funny. It's I don't get it. Shoot, we are so bored as Americans. We have to invent things to yeah. talk about. <laughs> if we if we had to spend all of our day, welcome to the undignified Christianity podcast. <laughs> I mean, what's well, undignified? <laughs> I thought it was That's the inglorious. Christianity. No, that's not it. Oh, all right. I missed it. But it's true. If we had to spend all of our day worrying about, I mean, like, this is a very first world problem that we're having here. It right. totally is. It totally is. No, it's Duh. not. It is. No, it's not. It totally is. Okay. All of our needs are met. Yes. So in are, that regard, it's a they? first world problem. Yeah. All of our physical the needs fact, are met. The fact that you're... Basis. Are they? The fact physical, that you have physical? the yes. mental... Wherewithal and the energy left well, at the end of the day to who's like defini- form that who's, question. Whose definition of needs are we? I mean, we're going with like Maslow? Biological. Like- Maslow's hierarchical structure of needs. Yes. Okay. Do yeah. we all have a sense of love and belonging? Yeah. Do we? Do we all have physical safety? Do we all have food? Do we all have. Yeah. We all have that. Yes. I, that's I, why we have I, the energy true. to do expand we, into do what we all, trust really is. Do we all feel a sense of love and belonging? People who don't I mean, can you guarantee people who don't that feel that don't have time to analyze what trust really is. Like, why do I believe this? I don't know. Maybe they because do. sometimes no. we have maybe to trust people because that's our only option. Maybe people don't have a sense of love and belonging, but they like to read. But they have time to read and the ability to read and the money to buy a book. And See, the- but that's not Maslow. Maslow says love and belonging is in the hierarchy of needs. So if we're going by Maslow, then all of our needs may not necessarily be met. Yeah. Oh I'm, I'm with you, Joe. It's time for Aaron. definitions with Aaron. Jared's right because my confirmation bias says yes. so. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's three against one because Will started it. it. was like, oh, yeah, this is I don't know. Totally. I So where like did you want to go with the creation aspect of it? Was that just kind of like an example of the things that we take for granted that right. we trust? I kind of liked what Aaron was saying there. What? Just saying. Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Well, I mean, the way he started out. Maybe not how we finished. <laughs> I, I, I guess I don't understand what part. Yeah, he was defining like how many of our needs are met. You know, I can't remember the exact structure, but it's it's a hierarchy of needs, saying that if you have all these needs met, then you're basically peachy. Mm-hmm. But but these are questions. That you see, one thing I really appreciated this week. Time. So, just throwing my cards on the table, using creationism as, as an example yeah. again. I have thought that through what I believe to be as critically as I am capable right. without actually pursuing a lifelong endeavor of scientific... Eat my shorts. Psychological needs, safety needs, belongingness, and love needs. It, yes. You can't take it away from me while I'm reading it. Prestige, feeling of Esteem accomplishment. And Can you guarantee that we're all there? Self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. Can you guarantee that everyone at this table is there? Yes. No, you can't. No. Case in point. 
Although that's based on Jared will have not self actualized. Me and Aaron. Joe said Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I just read Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Just because your confirmation bias allowed you to follow the (laughs) the hierarchy of a pyramid doesn't mean that's true. He said (laughs) he agreed. We're trusting Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That was totally a pyramid scheme that I saw on your (laughs) phone. So without dedicating my life to pursuing nothing but scientific evidence or archaeological or historical or whatever the case may be to support what I believe to be true based on the things that I trust, Mm -hmm. um, I believe that a literal six-day creation is the most logical explanation. Mm -hmm. However, I heard somebody this week, Babylon B, I really appreciate their podcast Mm -hmm. because they have a good variety of different beliefs on there, usually... Christian or conservative leaning um, because those are the only people that will come on their show. But they had a old earth creationist on Mm -hmm. their show the other week. And his perspective of an old earth creation is also based on science. And he, he lined it up a way that I've never really thought about lining it up theologically because they asked him directly the question. So how do you reconcile a question of um, if, the world was created and we were to believe in old earth creation. God did the big big bang trillions of years ago, whatever it may have been. Um, How do you reconcile death and destruction in the fossil record prior to Adam and Eve sinning when it says that as a result of sin, death and destruction entered the universe? In dying you will die. Yes. Spiritual death. And so this guy kind of answered it and said, well, regardless which way you look at it, it's all on God because he wanted us to be autonomous with free will and he knew this was going to happen before he even created it. So I'm not bogged down in the details of whether the fossil evidence supports it. What I am bogged down in the details of that God has a redemptive story in place for us. And I believe that through faith in Jesus Christ, we all have access to that story. And so he brushes aside what I consider to be some of the more theological points, the, the more the, the, some of the more important theological mm-hmm. points. However, his explanation was adequate to me because... His ultimate trust is in God, regardless what the science or what his understanding of theology says. So, so the, ba- the trust, I understand that the trust said- is in God, regardless, and that that all leads us to a common point. So, I do I understand correctly that he didn't answer the question. He didn't really answer the question. Okay, but but his theologically, he didn't answer the question in a way that I consider to be really theologically sound, honestly, but. The, he, most, he Im- the, right the most important part of his theologically, theologically sound argument. Sound. There is... Mm, I, I could loosely say... <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, Jared? <laughs> I, I could loosely say that it um, is does not directly contradict Scripture. Oh, so existing theology. No, Scripture. Isn't that theology? Theology is the study of God or the attempt to understand God. And Christian theology specifically would refer to the understanding of God in light of Scripture. And in our conversations when we say theology, we're talking about Christian theology because we're evangelical Christians from West Michigan. Well, some of you are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to smack you in the brain. You were speaking. I ain't on the clock, boss. You were speaking. (laughs) (laughs) You were speaking and, and... I was responding for us. So, yes, we are. I know somebody in this group who says he's not an evangelical. Not a very good one. Who's he and what is he? You, 
Joe. I'm not an evangelical. Yeah, you said that. What am I? You said you were simply a Protestant. Yeah. Yeah. He's an evangelical. I he don't just, necessarily. That's what I, he, he I do like not labels. accept the baggage associated with the term evangelical yeah, in but, its American context. Hey, let's define evangelical. You can't. You we're, can. We're in it's the impossible. Weeds. Pick like remember the weeds. Pick we like the yeah. most. Do we want to go okay. to the Greek at the, at its most simple? No. Nope. Yes, I am no, an we evangelical. Don't. No, we don't. It's good. <laughs> at its most simple, yes, I'm an evangelical. All right. I believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. That's it. But politically, I'm not an evangelical. Why? Because it's associated with Trumpism now? <laughs> That's a part of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, weeds. weeds. <laughs> That's what I said. Just what we are in the weeds. Oh. That does segment into my topic, though. Ooh. Huh? Do we want to double up topic? Uh-huh. Let's rock and roll. This would be triple up because he asked about... Parenting advice earlier. That was a decoy. Well, this is this is pretty simple. <laughs> this is a, an analysis of, of polls, and um, they have uh, a number of uh, Pew Research polls. Gross. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a member of. But that they say too. like seventy percent. Hey, I thought you were Barna. Oh, hold up, Barna. Yeah, seventy percent. Of the American population identifies as Christian. Yes. But only half of those go to church. (coughs) Now, most interesting is who identifies as evangelical or simply mainline Protestant. Now, I don't know if you want to define those two. How does the survey define I mean, I can help define those. Survey says? How does the survey define This is self-defined. So the survey is self-defined. If they identify themselves as evangelical or mainline Protestant. Okay. Um, I think we are all familiar with the decline of Christianity over the last 20 years. But that has changed in the last two years. uh, It has stabilized. And those that identify as non-religious, atheist, if you will, Nuns. nuns, has stabilized. It uh, it's not gone up over the last couple of years. Uh, evangelicals has gone down. Mainline Protestants over up. the last two years has mm-hmm. gone up. Very interesting. Do you think that that's a product of our political culture, like Trumpism, that people don't want to identify as evangelical anymore because of? Evangelical that they're abandoning the, to the evangelical because faith politically speaking, to... evangelical has a bit of baggage to it. That maybe people who just are simply, I don't know, I, I know we even... have some people who would identify as political evangelicals as well. Listening to this, I'm not trying to like piss no. them off. No, I'm just but to explain my own position because of your question earlier, yeah, there are certain stigma associated with the word evangelical that. People are trying to distance themselves. And I from. think people are, I think evangelicals are getting blamed for things that are not evangelical things so much as a particular group of Christians. I also right. think it's and casting a light on the evangelical faith. And there's that division between, you know, faith in scripture, faith in the scientific process. And people are making choices. The question, I think the, the question boils down to is how are people defining evangelical? 
I don't think people know. I don't think people know even what they what see and like they just go they go yeah or eh. right and so I, what I, I mean personally I think that. I think everybody has a different definition of evangelical. I think there's some commonality, though. So number one is... is So here's Will's definition of evangelical. All right. I mean... No, there's... there's based on this on a few things. Let's go with PBS's definition of evangelical because they... All right. Let's go for it. The easiest way to explain the difference, and I'm quoting from PBS.org, regarding the difference between evangelicals and mainline Protestants. The easiest way to explain the difference between evangelicals and mainline Protestants is to start with evangelicals because evangelicals have a clearer set of beliefs that distinguish them than mainline Protestants oh, do. PBS, you're so foolish. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, so far, but it one belief. Yeah. One belief is that the Bible is inerrant; it was without error. A second belief, and I'm well, pa- I'm paraphrasing some of this. Let's go through it one by one. Do we? Okay, is that an evangelical belief? I would say yes. In that case, I, I can define whether I believe it or not. I believe the Bible is inerrant. <laughs> I, so, I, I need somebody to define inerrant. I would. I don't know any evangelical that does not believe inerrant that. in its original. Jared's like, let's let's deconstruct this a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, you can always you can always introduce new discoveries based on translation. Define yes, inerrant. Define the. Okay, a second belief is the only way to salvation is through belief in Jesus. Okay, I, yeah. I guess I'm still I'd in that camp. Yep. Third belief. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that individuals must accept salvation for themselves or be converted. Then the fourth cardinal so you belief... You don't get in on your The parents. fourth cardinal belief is the need to proselytize. That's so interesting. So convert right? others. Huh. And that's according to PBS.org. That's the main difference between... Oh. If we're going with PBS.org, then I think... I'm an evangelical. Yep, I guess that so. Fourth I can't is, deny my belonging to that group per that definition. May I, I would pause on that fourth one? Because I feel like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a disparity between Aaron and Jared. A disparity as in he would have a need to proselytize, and you don't think I would. I think Jared. I think, I think Jared does. I he think just, you we just don't do it in the same the way. The idea of proselytizing. No, we do, we just don't do it in the same way. We don't view it the same way. I want Jared to. I would go with Aaron on that. Yeah, I, I might lean towards Will a little bit based on the definition. No, actually, never mind. Define proselytize. Never mind. Definition of proselytize is the idea of that ripe moment, that pregnant moment where the, the sperm is waiting for the egg to be there at the right time and impregnate it with a new idea. That's literally what the idea of proselytization is based off of. Oh, I consider so, it. So Jared, Jared more so than Aaron in that case, because Aaron's like, hey, let's talk about Jesus. And Jared's like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Okay, the moment's perfect. So let's talk about Jesus. Right. Yeah. But is he there? How much effort is he going to expend to find that moment? I think we're going to expend. I think we're going to expend the same amount of effort to find the moment. I think I'm just going to expend the expend the effort more frequently. Oh, interesting. No. No, I think you're right. We're we're not. It's not more frequently. I think we're expect. I we are expending the same amount of effort to find the moment. We are defining the moment differently. No. Huh. No? I'm going to hold to that one, but go ahead. What you got? You would be more... I am going to... Uh, how would I put I'm that? I'm going to create no. the moment. You're going to find Let it. Let him think. Just Please. let me... Just simmer yourself down. 
Dead I can't space, wait. Dead space is okay in a podcast. Aaron's no, creating no, the moment not. here. <laughs> this, this, is exactly this is the exact difference. Like he's got to talk right now. Jared has to easy pull it together. Easy form the perfect. The older sense. I get, two words that I use more than any: easy and simmer. <laughs> simmer. Not just with you. I, I do it at work all the Sometimes time. I wonder if that's my easy. name when I'm around Jared. Yeah, simmer down. <laughs> Frick, simmer. Okay. Um, Sorry. I would say that you wanted to define every moment and make sure people know at all times that you're pointing at Jesus. I would rather let people get a definition of me so that they can see it's something different and then tell them why. You want to preach to strangers. He wants to preach to friends. I would I would go that way. What a beautiful way to summarize that. <laughs> But so this has been the end of definitions with Will. <laughs> anyway, I do, I think both we, have their place and both do well. Takes all kinds. It takes yeah. all types. It of takes types. all yes. kinds. So I, I yeah I'm not like over so here. So like, maybe a regular better. old Protestant. I mean, it thing. takes all kinds, but some kinds like mine are better. But, right. Um, <laughs> Unless you're talking to somebody like me who says, if you walk up to me and try to give me your opinion, I'm going to want to kick you in the shin twice. Yeah. And then I'll punch you in the throat and then chuckle as you choke to death. <laughs> Until you're friends and then you can. And then them. you're good. Yeah. yeah. You're good. <laughs> and then we'll piss each other off every week and get over it and be friends again. Yeah. yeah. So what makes a Protestant then? Uh, I think that would be clearly the opposite of the, the hard, the hard break would be 1517 when Martin Luther. Well, no, you're saying, you're saying, let's go back to those four things, those four things. Oh, oh, between evangelicals and Protestants. Okay. Okay. To revisit PBS's article, uh, mainline Protestants, they would say that the Bible is a historical document, but not necessarily completely inerrant. They would say, once again, this is according to. Um, so pretty much the opposite of the event. Yeah, but these but are not as things. far opposite as you might think. Okay. So some of these, yeah. Meaning they um, don't view it as so important. Jesus is Correct. still the way to salvation, but there may be other ways. And I have to find myself in that camp to at least a small extent because Jesus, or uh, Paul, says that all people are without excuse. And right. I, I am personally of the belief that if somebody has never heard the name Jesus in their entire lifetime, dream. then he could show up in a dream, a vision, or but something. But it's still Jesus. You're judged by what you know and what you did with that knowledge. Yeah. So I guess I could fall slightly in the Protestant camp on that one, but I still think even in the event, it's still the Jesus. Way, the way, yes. the truth. It has always been by life. grace through Jesus. Yes. Um, they go on to say that uh, they're less concerned with personal conversion they're more concerned with spiritual transformation and the journey that you're on. And then finally, mainline Protestants are somewhat less concerned with proselytizing. Let's go back to number three for a moment. Let's define that a little better. Uh, personal conversion? Personal conversion. So that would be the difference between born again and learning throughout a lifetime. Well, I feel like that comes down to the difference between uh, instant or progressive sanctification. Because there are, I, I think, think you're that's mixing, what I, said. I think you're mixing your shuns. Huh? I think you're mixing your shuns. Me? Explain. Justification, sanctification. Oh, sorry. Shut up. No, sanctification. I think you're mixing your shuns. I don't think you were. I don't think I was either. No, you you aren't. But I think the article. I think the conversation. I think we're mixing progressive. There's progressive sanctification. 
You're saved immediately through Jesus. But you're according, sanctified according to, according to the, evangelical. the evangelical viewpoint. Yes. The, the evangelicals say there is justification. And once at again, this one is according to PBS's right. article. Which justification, you're saved. In, according to the evangelicals, you are justified one time, just as if I'd never sinned. It's, you're declared right. Just as if I'd. I'd never heard that. You before. never heard that before? I'm justified. justified. Just, just as, as if I'd, I'd never, never sinned. sinned right? Yeah. And so then you enter – you then enter a process of sanctification, sancti- sanctified, set apart, Becoming holy, more holy. Becoming yeah, more holy. Becoming more righteous. So it sounds like the mainline Protestants believe that you are sanctified and then justified. I so think you they get better and better and better sanctification, until you're there. Sanctification I say begets that, justification. I think that based on that – the evangelical would be much more concerned with a set of words said at a specific time as a marker for when you're saved. Whereas a mainline Protestant would be one of those, you are on your path to God. You have taken the knowledge, the understanding, and you're moving in that correct direction. And as Paul said, you are working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And so somewhere along that line at a nondescript point, like you cross over into something else. That would that would be a I don't know maybe Protestant. I am that would be the mainline Protestant maybe I am more mainline Protestant in some of this stuff <laughs> yeah. is that where you're no you're not. oh yeah yeah it, by by the PBS's definitions yes well <laughs> by Jared's definition right there I know a lot of people who have probably said the sinner's prayer who I think are full of shit and are going to find themselves in hell someday so Jared while we're on the topic what do you think of the term born again um I think we're all nah. At some point, can I, can I think I, we can't define it. I think it's a touch point, and I believe in the concept, and I think that is a good concept, but I think people use it as a weapon. Fair enough. How well, is it weaponized? I've never heard born again weaponized. Let's before. not consider Oh, you do it all the time. I do? <laughs> what? Crap. Well, maybe not you. Teach me, Jedi Master. <laughs> <laughs> when. Teach me the error of my ways. I want to know. Have you ever conducted an altar call? No. Oh, well, like come down and be saved right now? Yeah. No. I've conducted, I have officiated over services where I've said, if you this is your invitation it. to pray for anything you feel led to pray for right okay. now, up to and including salvation, but not like. Jared, please. Okay. No, I'm calling, I'm calling BS on myself. I have. I have. Because I wanted to. Isn't that a form of weaponizing fear? That's yeah. bull cr- I call oh, BS. No, heck no. no. Wait, no, wait, wait. Please, no, that's a that I'm using. No, brimfire and please, Hellstone. please no. let Jared explain. Mm-mm. Brimfire and Hellstone. Did you hear? <laughs> Hellfire and Brimstone. And please <laughs> let Jared explain. I'm good with it. I'm not. I'm right along with Aaron. Really? Yeah. I don't know what. That I do- <laughs> If. What are you weaponizing? You're, you're weaponizing weaponizing guilt and shame. If you uh, I mean, use it, what, if you use it in an incorrect way, <laughs> well, if you use it in an incorrect way, it can be. Yeah. If, However, if, I have if you're talking, correct way I've weaponized guilt and shame. I've heard no. the testimony of many people who were victims of said weaponizing of guilt and shame, whose lives were transformed it, by Jesus because of that. Yeah. Correct. 
Just I'm like saying spanking that a child. In, in the moment, spanking if you, pretty hard, if you are, do if you are in, if you are <laughs> in a moment and you're talking to someone, you're, you, you say, you know, I'm born again, I believe in Jesus, that is not a weapon. If you are looking at someone who is an unbeliever and like, look, I'm born again and you're going to listen to what I'm going to say, you're using it as a weapon. Okay. How about when Jesus used it? And With said, Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you need to be you need to be born again. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Okay. I'm saying <laughs> it can be weaponized. And as I'm far as it can as, be weaponized. As far as altar calls are concerned. Anything <laughs> Jesus said can be weaponized. That's true. Yeah. As far as altar calls are concerned, in the book of Acts. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both, both Lord and Messiah. Correct. The people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as I said, that is not a bad thing. Okay. But if you define it as this is the only way, then you have a problem. An altar call. An altar call. Okay. Is the only way you don't come down at an altar call. Well, or because as soon as you say esque, yes, Mm -hmm. as soon as you say you have to come down here, or Jesus ain't gonna love you, Mm. that is a weapon. That's a mistruth. Well, it is, and I'm saying I'm I'm saying that born again is a good thing. I'm saying it can be weaponized, and that is one way to weaponize. Can I rein this back in a little bit? Point in time, point in time, we're talking about. Okay, bam, born again. Made the realization versus I'm learning about this. I'm taking a, a lifetime of education to better myself. Both and. Right. Not either or. So that. Absolutely. Bam, both I got and. it. That's so born that again. hammerhead serial killer episode again. I told you about that's really dark and twisted and messed up. Yeah. So this dude, I'm not even going to touch with anything the amount of depravity this guy engaged in. But messed up, messed up, messed up yeah. life. You had me at depression. Realizes, realizes he's <laughs> cornered. He's going to be caught. Encourages his wife to turn him in for the the uh, reward so that she can be set at least. Yeah. She turns him in. He confesses to everything, like all the disturbing stuff he's done. Spends months in jail awaiting his uh, death, um, his execution. Yeah. And before his execution asks to write 13 letters to the 13 family members he knows are still alive. They allow him. And he asks for their forgiveness saying that he's forgiven. Like, like he's been forgiven and like he puts it all in the letters as though he's a changed man. And so if you want to say moment in time, could that man after committing a lifetime of depraved acts, accept Jesus into his heart and Jesus accepting him into heaven as hard as that is for me to stomach, yes, Jesus could. Jesus yes. specifically spoke about but the last But then, hour. moments before his death, he goes on to say how happy he was that he did all these things. And he asks his psychologists if he will still feel the blood squirting from his neck when his head falls off because he hopes that is the last sensation that he feels like. So he's still like... It was obviously a faux pas to make b- people believe that he had changed to maybe get out of the death then sentence. Then I don't think. But then thinking. at the end, yeah. he's like, "Oh no, here my real motives are." So there, it is absolutely both end because there is that instant moment, I believe, of salvation of being born again. But then there is the lifetime of 
pursuing that relationship. Well, it could be, I agree, but it also could be one way for you and one way for me. Some people have an instant, like a moment in time where they realize what they are. C.S. Lewis describes it as he woke up one morning and it was like God was telling him, now put down your gun and we'll talk. And John like Wesley describes it as a heartwarming uh, moment, uh, uh, something like strange, that. Being strangely warm. You yes. guys should have a podcast about C.S. Lewis because you love him. I do. He's a beautiful man. His voice is really annoying, though. I listened to a recording of his actual voice. <laughs> annoying as hell. <laughs> like any stereotypical annoying British voice, like really high-pitched and whiny, C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Yeah. All of our British listeners out there, we hate the way you sound. No. Yeah. All zero. I said the stereotypical <laughs> annoying British voice. Not if, you, if you're British and all you British British people, send us an email. Yeah. And, a record, and a recording of your voice, please. Hey, you got one Australian guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shout out to the Australian guy. Beautiful man. Yeah, beautiful yeah. man. Handsome. Stop trying to feed kids Vegemite. <laughs> Genius. Who is this? He did try to feed me. He knows who he is. He knows who he is. He enjoys sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) With Vegemite. Who doesn't enjoy Uh, sandwiches? She made me a Vegemite sandwich. Now he might listen next week. You're welcome, James. (laughs) (laughs) So trust. Oh, man. Or is it every two weeks? I don't know. (laughs) Well, it depends. We don't know either. James, just skip all of them until I'm on. You're good. You're good. Wait till it says in the description, Will joined us again, and then listen. (laughs) Wait, did this one say that? We haven't released it yet, so we We're don't know still recording it. We, we don't even have a title for this. Well, we don't release for for two weeks. What were we talking about? You um, <laughs> <laughs> evangelicals versus Protestants. Are you stalling because you're scrolling over there like you're looking for more information? No, he's on well, YouTube. There's another interesting <laughs> statistic here, and it's it uh, breaks it down by age group. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, what do you want to hear? You want to hear evangelical? Yeah. Old people. Yeah, old people. 65 plus, yep. 22%. Mainline Protestants, millennials. Well, 20%. 18 to 29, age 18 to 29, 7%. For evangelicals. 12% for mainline Protestants. Wow. Catholics Good. are pretty stable. Might right. as well become Catholic. Good. Mm-hmm. You can find uh, where it all think, started. You don't have to think about anything. They tell you what to think. Jared, imagine how easy that would be for you. And Take you away all that stress. Dude. And you, you don't have to deconstruct anything. They do it for you. I've been <laughs> listening to a lot of Catholic theology you should. stuff. Hey, who's and that? pretty interesting. Who's that pastor guy on YouTube that's real popular? Uh, Bishop Barron? No, the guy that's like super handsome. Me. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good. I don't know. Uh, one of the the ones I listen to is called um, the Sci Fi Christian, and they usually do like random books and they review that stuff. But one, they were both Baptist preachers in like 2012, and one of them converted to Catholicism. So they have a lot of conversations that are very interesting. As both people that were Baptist converted to Catholicism from Protestantism. Y- yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear. About but they a were lot of that. they were both pastors at the same church. You might we're hear a more podcast about together. that. Based on the statistics here, like people are going away from 
evangelicalism. I think well, we have a friend that listens to this podcast that, right. that did the same thing. He was there is a draw to the unity of the Catholic yes, Church for sure. It's definitely disturbing to me how fractured the Protestant Church is. Um, so there Why? is there what's is the that? draw? What's the draw? Well, it's the unity. It you know, the Catholic Church to... does move, but it moves at Trust a very conservative something pace. Something to trust. It gives you something concrete, a concrete set of beliefs. Yeah, and but they change. They do change, but they, they change very slowly. slowly. It's a very conservative way of looking at religion. This is true. And at the core... Next week, we'll be renaming this the Undignified Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll get one extra listener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, our, we got a buddy that uh, went to high school with us that grew up in our youth group and is now Catholic. I know he's listened a couple times. I don't know how often oh. he listens, but shout out, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. Oh, okay. And uh, Clay, if you're listening, I am a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I, I have a, a dear friend who's Catholic. Had a, a dear friend. Uh, we we speak about them like they're dead. He's we dead? love them. They're Catholic. Oh, he converted <laughs> from Catholicism. I had, I had a friend. But Most of him. I started reading some Catholic doctrine, and I think the difficulty is I think the difficulties a lot of Protestants have with Catholicism is number one, the, <laughs> the people who they know that are Catholic don't fully, as a general rule, don't fully understand the reasoning behind a lot of the well, ritual. Neither do Protestants. Well, they don't need yeah, to. I was going to say, I know a lot of empty-headed <laughs> right. Protestants but, and evangelicals. Like, like, well, I have to go to, I have to go to, you know, a, a friend. Well, I have to go to conf- confession. Well, you can confess to a friend. Well, no, you have to do the priest. Well, no. So this now, this all of a sudden, the person who's not the Catholic who is talking to the Catholic who doesn't really understand the you know, the core concept behind confessing to the priest, which is a, a, a reasonably good practice to get into, you know, confessing your sins mm-hmm. to one another, right? And so because they don't fully understand that, then you look at Catholic and you go, well, Catholics think that you have to confess to a so priest to be it, saved, you know? But the, the true base, the core doctrine and the core concept behind <clears throat> confession to a priest. Right. Where Protestantism says, like, here you go. Figure that shit out for yourself. Right. Or they just say it's not important. Now repeat that, Aaron. I want to punch you. <laughs> huh? Aaron. What? Huh? Nothing. Oh. Ah, I see. I, I just caught up. So trust. So trust. Well, I mean, that's what we've been talking about the whole time. Even even the the where you, you tie that into the Protestant versus evangelical. What we go, eh, and what we go, yeah. Yeah, it's a matter of like trust. That's, that's the same thing that more that's, trust in and why. Well, it's the pattern well, that Aaron was talking about. It's there's an interesting pattern. The confirmation bias. It's the yeah. They all tie together. But people want to belong to a community too. I intentionally try to make myself listen to at least an hour or two of stuff a week that makes me want to puke. Yes, so and try I. to critically analyze it, like not just why would you throw do it that? under the rug. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> But there's a fight internal desire for confirmation bias. There's an interesting way of analyzing this. Um, Think about why people are making these choices. For one, you have 70% of the population. That's a, that's a large majority identifying as Christian, but 
half of those people pretty much non-practicing. Why are they identifying that way? Is it because of the sense of community? Maybe. I think uh, often it's just by birth. A lot of it's by birth, but a lot of it's sense of community because they don't want to, they don't want to have that disparity with their neighbors. They don't want to have that conflict. A lot of people avoid that. And then think about the era that we just went through. We went through a very diverse political era where people are very divided. Went? And there are. <laughs> I feel went, like went. we're still pretty we're heavily in the middle. We're still there, but it <laughs> happened. The trigger has been pulled. Okay. Trump 2024. Woo, woo. <laughs> and I'm seeing those signs already. Yeah. And this is. Oh, dude, they were, they were here like. Yeah. In, in 2018. Go ahead. But this is me reading into it. This is Ooh. people reacting to it, saying, hey, I don't want to be that divisive. I'm going uh, to not identify as what I identified before. Sorry. Battery is running low. We need to wrap it up. Apparently, my charger's not charging. Oh, uh, it's it's blinking on and off. There's a little light next to it, Joe. Yeah, 10%. Oh. Joe, okay. there's a little light next to it. Yeah. There you go. Oh, we're good now. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> if we cut out suddenly, it was yeah. nice to know you. It was you. nice to know you. Sorry, continue. How did that escalate from catch you next time to nice to know you? <laughs> yeah, I do think I finished that thought, though. I kind of cut it off, though. I wasn't listening. Could you say it again, briefly? <laughs> so people want to belong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maslow's hierarchy of I needs. mean, we could tie that into everything we just talked about, confirmation bias, whatever. But anyways, people want to belong. They... They uh, they don't want to have that disparity in their life. A lot of people don't. It's a minority of people that are fighting against each other. Um, and politics is a big part of that. So people are identifying differently, I think, because of politics. I think that's fair. I would say that's fair. Mm-hmm. So who knows what this is going to look like in another 10 years? I don't know. But... If you're simply focused on identifying as Christian, that has stabilized. It's no longer on a downward trend. Unfortunately, I think it's still on a downward trend. We're just dealing with those biases that you're talking about. Well, I mean, even with all those biases, people escaping from the stigma that they feel from being part of a certain political group, they're still identifying that way. So how do we know what to trust politically, spiritually, theologically? Well, I think you're always that. like, how do we tie this all back in together? I feel like we've hit a lot of really big ideas, but I think the only thing we have to go on is patterns. That's the. I mean, we have to embrace capitalism, <laughs> individual choice, and Trump twenty twenty four. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I, you're gonna win. It, you're you're gonna win most of evangelicals when you say. Um, Trump twenty twenty. Religion, no, <laughs> reli- religious freedom, no abortion, um, and what was the other one? Cold dead hands. Religious freedom, unless you're Muslim. Yeah, hit all the check. Right, right. But when you when when you tout religious freedom, yeah. and um, and uh, cold uh, dead hands, abortion, and oh. guns. No abortion. Okay. Uh, I don't think guns is strictly an evangel. I mean, more of those people. I yeah. mean, because yeah. pro-lifers and and gun rights folks are usually on the same page, all wrapped up in the same skin. But gas versus electric, but, mask versus unmasked. But that's not. Yeah. That's not objective. 
that's not objective, it's subjective. Yeah, that's true. But so anytime you say religious Head freedom versus earbuds and <laughs> um, bone conducting. Yeah. You're very different. <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna win evangelicals. Yeah. In for, in politics. I mean those are like two big, huge hot buttons button. Like you yeah, can hit all their you can, you, go, you, can, you can kill puppies and say no more abortions and religious freedom. And what if we even what if we evangelicals with, will vote for you? What if we close with uh, what causes each of us to trust? Like, what's the most influential thing in our life that causes us to trust? A oh, particular I'm going to go first. Person or viewpoint. I'm going to go first because I think trust is a virtue. I lend trust to people right off the bat before I even know them. Kind of an innocent, and then it's on guilty. them. To lose that trust or keep it's it. a very optimistic viewpoint, and it's worked well for me. So trustworthy until proven untrustworthy. Definitely, much similar to innocent until proven guilty. Right. Okay. And if I lose, eh, who cares? I lost. Something. You're only going to lose once, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think with things like the chair or creation. Um. I think it's patterns and con uh, and um, what was the bias we were talking about? Confirmation, Confirmation by it. Oh, I con- thought you said condom. <laughs> <laughs> patterns and confirmation bias. Um, and you gotta it- protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put on a nice trust condom. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. See, I don't. I just go in there raw. <laughs> and if they fool me, not again. Well, twice. I'll do it twice. But if they fool me a third time, no thank you. Aaron's <laughs> <third is> back. <laughs> Jared, you what got your words on trust, Jared? What were you saying? So, with- I was just. With people, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. What to, <laughs> I'm in a room with two year olds. I don't, uh, I don't know how to handle myself. I'm trying to Jared. <laughs> so you were saying you trust people the same way I do? All right, cool, Joe, go. <laughs> no, but I'll get there in a minute. As soon as I can breathe again. I, I, I'm completely the opposite of you, Will. You, but early I'm going to bring you around. Early in my life, I felt the same way. And I wouldn't, I, unfortunately, life experiences have caused me to be a little more guarded than that. Uh, It's worked out well for you. It didn't work out well for me. So the majority of people and institutions in my life, I look at as critically as I know how and evaluate the amount of trust I should give them based on the merit I assign to them. Hey, what am I doing right now? I'm not engaging you right now. Go no, ahead, number two. Number two. What's the number two? What's the poop. second commandment? What's oh. the, if you only had two I commandments went, to I live by? Poop when you what's said number, what's two? number two? <laughs> if you only had two commandments to live by, what's number two? Love others. Yeah. Love your neighbor. Yeah. Should we not lend trust to people until they break that trust? Is that That's, not love? Mm. Mm. You Jared doesn't agree. You but had shut up, Jared. Yes, but that's a beautiful thing. 
It's a beautiful thing to does does to loving trust people someone mean they and we then have to trust them as you know them. I mean, did Jesus as you learn trust? about them? Then you I'm going to follow. Your I'm going to follow Will's line of thinking because I like to deconstruct my own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus definitely trusted people with his life, and they got him killed. Yeah, but for the well, right did he, reasons. Well, did he trust people or did he trust God? That's another question. That, that's well, a whole other rabbit trail. He knew they were going to betray him and he did it anyway. Yeah, yeah but did he embrace way. people? Did he understand people? See, now you got to define what you mean by trust and what you mean by Well, love. you have to. You have to deconstruct the two commandments because they're very simple. No, they're the but hardest they're things you'll ever do. Oh, yeah. No, well, they're simple, but not it easy. Is, it's, they're simple, it's but not easy. It's very hard for you. you got to come around to my line of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you moved me off my uh, my line there, but you got me thinking. Like, well, number one, you're not in control of everything. Is love trust? Or number trust two, love? you have to lend understanding to people. You have to love them as family. You don't like, get even how, though they don't agree. You with don't you, get you how these closing to. thoughts things work. Oh really? <laughs> so let me let me finish How's our my battery doing. Let me let me finish. My, Almost dead. We really got to cut it. <laughs> let me finish my 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 trust. Okay, so. Things and concepts, I use patterns. With people, unfortunately, but fortunately, in some cases, um, I just I give trust away like candy. And I give second and third and fourth and fifth and eighth and tenth chances. I agree with Aaron. I don't think that's necessarily always a good thing, though. But most of the time, it's pretty good. It's not necessarily safe. And it can be detrimental to one. Be I believe be I can love somebody and prove myself trustworthy to them without trusting them. Absolutely. Huh. Are you really loving somebody without understanding? Them? Not necessarily. Well, uh, uh, you a can known, understand that somebody is untrustworthy and not trust them. Uh, a known, eventually. <laughs> well, eventually. A known car thief. I don't yes. trust him not to that steal my car. That would be the eventually part. Have you ever okay. read The Cross and the Switchblade? No. So one of the most impactful stories in that story about the cross and the switchblade is that the guy, uh, I think his name is David something. Um, he's in New York and he's doing like street preaching type stuff. And he is preaching to kid inner city kids, a large number of them in gangs. And he knew this one particular kid was in a gang. And this is going to lend credibility to Will. And so I don't like it, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Thank you. He knew this kid was a you leader. Down, of, with, con- down yeah. with confirmation bias. He, he's a leader of a gang and so has a lot to gain from betraying this man. But he, when he calls for like tithe and offering during his street preaching, he calls the leader of this gang up and says, will you help collect tithe and offering? He is a known criminal, a known thief, a known violent street thug, leader of a gang. Mm -hmm. He calls him up to take care of the tithe and offering. This kid's life is completely turned on its head because it's the first time somebody's ever trusted him with something like that. And so he uses his credibility as a gang leader. You ready? To basically make people. Ready to watch this? I'm ready. I'm I'm, I'm not (laughs) Joe, I don't think you understand what this whole closer thing means. Oh, yeah. he, he just did that to you. And then turn around. Like I stopped listening to Joe when you first said, "We'll watch this." Watch this. You ready? You ready? Watch this. Sorry. <laughs> I'm done. Let's hear what you got, your Gerard? closing glorious leader. Nah, I got I, oh, that's I, it. We're about, done. Yeah, about how I trust. Hey, right, bye.
See it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. Hear I think Jared. I evaluate and Jared I try and look at anybody. all. That's not true. Ever preach. Um, <laughs> that's it. Like I try to evaluate all the information I have and work off of that. But okay. I also lay a lot of credence on how you treat other people. Okay. So if you treat people like shit, okay. your theological views don't mean that much. Yeah. To you. Just imagine if you trusted people, they would trust you. Patterns. But not in the way that do you, unto yeah, others. That's slightly different. Well, no, you just defi- if you treat people like crap. Like what? If you have a pattern like what? of treating people <laughs> like crap. Yeah. Like not trusting people if off the bat. If you treat people yeah. like shnikes. <laughs> flower bed. <laughs> um, if, you, right. if you treat people like crap, right. you've shown a pattern, and I will judge from that pattern that you are worthless. Correct. Aaron's not, not just looking but... for confirmation bias. He's trying to confirm his bias in us yes. through him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, so if you want to get a hold of us, <laughs> undignifiedchristianity at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. If you do listen on iTunes, hit the five-star rating. If you have a five one star. Five or more. Five. What? There's only five. I know. Ugh. It means nothing less than five. Nothing. Yeah, because then, yeah, then don't talk. He's like I'm going to let you wrap this he's up. He's like I'm saying gonna, any color you want as I'm long as shut, black. I'm going to yeah. shut up now. Right, that's it. Inscrutable Christian. Like, share, oh. subscribe, follow. Inscrutable. Tell the guy in the office cubicle next to you or in the lawnmower next to you to listen to these idiots while you're working. Oh, we're talking to lawnmower people. Peace. Peace. We are. <laughs> Wait, you never answered that. Eh, I didn't. Stop it. <laughs>